You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet, and welcome to three guys who made it through that last tornado podcast and we're okay. Yeah. Sorry if Talking you got about scared <laughs> for us. We were scared. It's okay. We were worried. <laughs> yeah, when your phone starts screeching we, at you. All three of our phones. Sci-fi style. Went, it's like, nope. Yeah, whenever no we one, one was like, yeah. oh, we're yeah. fine. Oh, oh, no, we're not fine. No, we're not okay. <laughs> yeah, like Doc, I think, mentioned on Discord where it's like, like I know he said like or they said that like everything is everything I know everything's fine, um, but like that was the most eerie ending to yeah. a podcast because <laughs> I mean it is just like the phone starts that's screeching. A, that's, a, that's our creepy pasta cast right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, and I sped up the outro music. I don't know if you've listened. To I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am definitely listening to that now. <laughs> yeah, we go on our we go on our um, pizza break right. Our dollar store or mm-hmm. dollar general frozen pizza break. Yep, yep. And then, like, we come right back, and then it's like five minutes, and we're like, we got to go. There's a tornado. Well, Melissa had been <laughs> saying, Are you guys staying here? And yeah. we're like, Yeah, we're yeah, fine. It's fine. It's no big deal. Nothing. Then the alarms go off, and then I, we wrapped it up, and I mm-hmm. went out back and saw Melissa and the girls all piled into your mm-hmm. little car, just beating feet to get out of here. I mean, she spun <laughs> around and shot out of here just lickety-split. Oh, it was I'm like, fucking weird outside. It was, like when we went the horns outside, were going off, and it was windy. The and sky was like this super dark green yeah. kind of like, mm-hmm. and it was hot. It was. Like, that was the weird, that was weird, because uh-huh. it was hot outside, like hot, like, like not maybe oh. not oh, summer this is the hot. hot and cool front. Combining that I hear about <laughs> it was fucking wild. It was cold when we walked in and hot when we walked out. Like hot, yeah. it was like, like muggy, sweaty. Yeah. Like I had to keep a window cracked in my truck to keep the windows from yeah. fogging up. I'm driving home. I got out of here. I said, I mm-hmm. told you guys, I'm like, listen, get out of here. Let's go. I gotta go. I just wanted to be at home because I knew Tanya, yeah, yeah. Tanya's scared of the storms, mm-hmm. big ones like this, and so I head out of here, and it was it was all right. But I mean, there were. These big, thick clouds with all this big, mm. bright lightning all around me, and uh-huh. sheets and sheets of fucking rain. The rain was wild. I finally, of course, everybody was going. I'm driving like normal. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going. And everybody in front of me wants to drive five miles an hour. I'm oh, like, that's wild. Because every my pack was like, are we going ninety to get home? Cool. Yeah, good. <laughs> I wish I had been in that because I finally get home. I did not. I forgot to tell Tanya I was leaving. So I screech to a halt in front of my house. It's pouring down rain. I jump out of the truck and she's like, I hear she's up on the porch, like having a smoke or something. And I hear her go, What the fuck? And she stands up and opens the door and I run through there and she's like, What are you doing here? I said, I just, we had to get out of there. It was getting bad in Marshall County. And I was like, You know, we got to get out of there. And she's like, you probably should have stayed put. I'm like, ah, you know. I don't know. I think you made the right call. We would have been fine. We would have been okay. we didn't know that at the time because right. it really seemed bad. And then, of course, that brings me to the one thing I did want to mention else about the storms was, um, guys, 
there's a little town south of here that you've probably heard about in the news, uh, Mayfield, Kentucky. It took the absolute brunt of that tornado. Um, yeah, uh, it, it flattened. It passed through Mayfield directly through the middle. Uh, there was a candle factory where a lot of people were working, and they were pretty much required to stay. They weren't given the Just option to bullshit. leave. And then yeah. that thing was leveled. A lot of people were killed and injured. Uh, downtown Mayfield looks like uh, bombs were dropped on it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unrecognizable. <clears throat> that town's been around for a long time. And it's a small town, but a lot of people live there. Uh, and yeah, just so, just keep those people in your thoughts. And, you know, they're, the good thing, they're turning people away. So many people tried to get down there mm-hmm. to help um, clean up or help look for people. They started saying, you know what, thanks, but we got this. We don't want you to get hurt too, or mm-hmm. we don't want you to make it worse by doing some shit you're not supposed mm-hmm. to do, that kind of thing. There's a lot of aid. There's a lot of people donating money and uh, resources and things to these folks. And Mayfield wasn't the only town that was hit hard by this in Kentucky, especially by this thing. Uh, but it, it probably got it. It, it. it probably got it worse than most. They always get it because I mean, it's like tornadoes, and it probably has a lot to do with why I don't like worry about them that much. Honestly, is because. Usually they're smaller than this one. And I wasn't concerned about this storm at all sure. until we got that emergency. Until Arthur from went, fuck! And then that flipped the switch, and I like did freak out. And I was like calling Nikki and being like, you know, hey, and woke her up because she was sleeping. Because right. she also doesn't, you know, really like right. worry about that kind of stuff. No, I generally don't either, but yeah. So I wake her up, and I'm all freaked out. I'm like, hey, uh, our phone just went crazy. Did yours? And she's like, no. I was like, okay, if your phone goes crazy... Check on the neighbors, see what they're doing. Grab Henry, go with them. Let me know where you are, and take I'll meet shelter you, under meet Terry's giant there. penis. Right? Be safe. Yeah, it'll definitely. He's like a Pokemon with that thing. It's like <laughs> just break up. He'll just swing it around, break up the tornado. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. I'm sorry, we can't go to the next town. Terry's penis is blocking the road. We got no way of passing. You gotta find some sort of flute. <laughs> you gotta charm it. <laughs> So, uh, uh, yeah, I raced home, too, and, like, that's, like, the first time I've been freaked out about a storm. But, like, usually they're smaller tornadoes, and they, like, always go around us, and they always hit Mayfield. Like, I mean, that's just It'll how hit Mayfield it... or Murray or something north of us. We are at the confluence of the Ohio and Mississippi. All that is in that area. And it, they say it's kind of a myth that the water that when a tornado goes over the wa- body of water that it breaks up which is true it, that is a myth well did you know but that i think the pressure Irvin Cobb, he performed like a sacrificial ritual did he? to like yeah <laughs> to like ward off to tornadoes well, for the next working. 500 years whoa yeah. well you student know. of Jean Lafitte Irvin <laughs> Cobb perfect yeah. but uh he but the we do tend to knock wood. We tend to get avoided by those. It's wild. Someone I mean, it said, really is. It's one wild. of the meteorologists, there's a guy, there's a few meteorologists like on TikTok, and they basically just sit there and talk about the weather all day long. One of those guys had said that tornado had it shifted five degrees, 100 miles south of here, and it would have blown through Paducah like a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Destroyed Paducah the way Mayfield was destroyed. And we're a considerably larger city than Mayfield. We're not a huge metropolis by any means, but 
Neither it, is Metropolis, which is but no, neither is Metropolis, which <laughs> twelve is, miles northwest. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small gets. town, coincidentally named after Superman's home city, and they take full advantage of. Yeah, well, they're That's the only ninety percent of their economy uh, uh, is being. They're the only Metropolis. city in the United States named Metropolis. You, you oh, are they? Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. That's their big claim. Huh. To you fun said here. small town, but I think you meant it's a smallville. Yeah, Aye. thank you. You're right. God damn it, you're right. Metropolis always gets the shitty weather too. They do, and when yeah. it avoids us, well, it's because it of the casino. There, it's fucking. It's, yeah, it's if Jean Lafitte yeah. were to build some sort of device to contain all the bad luck, he would build it in Mayfield because it does. They do get hit a lot. With a lot yeah, of shit. it's fucking wild. But this is by far the worst that. they've ever had. To de- there's, there's a uh, hundred and fifty year old buildings that were just knocked over. They're going to have to scrap it and rebuild from the ground up. Most of downtown Mayfield is not going to be salvageable just because there's nothing left to salvage. There's mm. Where there were buildings, there are giant piles of metal and brick and rubble. There are upside-down cars everywhere. It's, it's awful. They're, it's going to be 20 years before they're back to some semblance of normalcy, if I had to guess. Even with today's you know, advanced technologies of building sure. and things, I still think there's just no way they're going to recover from this well, anytime even, soon. Like you saying that reminds me, I know I've said this before on the show, but like New Orleans, because it's like I got a lot of family in that area and it's like New Orleans is still like post-Katrina yeah. Yeah. is like, wow, everything is just flat. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they cleaned and it's it like, all up. And, it's, yeah. like the, it's like a very large village essentially because it's like everything is like all right nothing's like two nothing's more than higher than two stories it's fucking crazy yeah it is and i mean again i i know there's a lot of people who got lucky um there's a lot of people helping the people in mayfield sending stuff and doing all that stuff again so they're being taken care of but life you know life is never going to be the same for those Mm. people uh and right here at you know the holidays and stuff it's just it's rough so Anyway, just count your blessings, everybody, because that kind of stuff could happen to you. I cleaned out my pantry. That's how, like, freaked nice. out I got. Yeah, because I was like, well, if we're going to take shelter, like, this is pretty much it. We need this. This is pantry. Yeah. Um, Ours is a stair stairwell. Yeah. We've got a really narrow stairwell that goes up into our attic, but that area is the center of our home, mm-hmm. so that's where we would probably have to shelter. I got a big blanket and, like, uh, Henry's bike helmet he slept through it which is great because it's just like well we'll keep an eye on this weather and uh i'll carry him to the pantry and confu- our, in a confusion our mate our weather man our weather team on mm. new, on the local six of course i got home and that's what was on tv right yeah uh was crying live on the air just because he knew he he, he was telling people this is not a fucking drill Put on your. You said bike helmet. They were saying no. That's why I got it. Put on your bike helmet. Yeah. Put on it. Get under a mattress. Uh-huh. Do anything you can. This is absolutely going to come through here. There's confirmed sightings. He he was visibly shaken by what was going on, and they had that whole. And those guys work really hard. Hell yeah. Uh, to make sure people around here are informed, and they were they were on it like really well. But it was it was. Just sad and creepy. And it was very weird. Upsetting to watch because we were real in real time. And then at one point, the fucking radar station in Paducah went down because the power went off. Mm. So then they were having to use data from radar stations hundreds of miles away from here that was like, maybe this is accurate. We don't know because right. we can't. Oh, man, it was, it was crazy. So... 
I mean, all in all, everything, like, I picked up some sticks in the yard the next yeah, day. We, my like, house, I mean, there was, was nothing. I felt mm-hmm. like, wow, I can't believe all the, so close to here, there was just utter destruction, and then my mm-hmm. house looked like it did before mm-hmm. I left that night. I was worried know? about your place, Tyler, because it's too. like, it rolled through this county. Tw- 20 minutes away, the moors got destroyed. Yeah. Like a campground. Like, and I, I went to, I graduated with the girl who, whose parents own it and people have houses and the mm-hmm. girls like have friends whose their houses were there and it's just gone. Yeah. yeah. It tore it tore through the boards is just gone. Now. This is another another small town Benton. Uh, yep. is what we're referring to. The north half of Benton got pretty much wiped out as yeah. well. A nursing home just taken out. Yeah. Yikes. And then let's not forget in Illinois, uh just just across the river from St. Louis, we had the Amazon warehouse. Well, we didn't. We well, we any, didn't anything we were, to do with that. We didn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> it's there. Those the same kind of deal as with the candle factory. They were right. trying to tell them they can't leave, and a lot of people got hurt and killed. So it's just it's a tragedy, and I'm glad. I'm I'm really glad we're okay. I'm glad most everybody is okay. But you know, that was my long way of saying sorry for freaking y'all yeah. out last week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was like. Freaking them, freaking everybody out. I think that was like probably like the saving grace of that podcast. It probably was. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't going. There wasn't a lot to talk about that day. No, so. a little Tetris too. Although, unfortunately, yeah. we didn't get the Ross's quiz, so there is that. Yep. Well, shit. Let me. Uh, I'll take things the other direction because I remember you brought it up last week. I forgot about it. Was uh, Melissa's pediatrician as a child? Oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I'm so, glad you remembered this time. So. Yeah, I wrote it down so I wouldn't. So every every Sunday, um, Melissa and I go. We meet Meg halfway and get you know do a kin exchange, and we're coming back and we go we go through uh, Calvert City. A little, I mean, a little city fifteen minutes away. That's where all the, all the chemical plants and everything like that. Are. I like to think of kenna exchange as that you guys give her a kenna and then she gives you also a kenna. <laughs> Here, folks. Here you go. Here's your They're twins and we split them up. <laughs> they walk a lot, they act yeah. a lot. One's not but actually a little girl. For some <laughs> and for some reason Calvert has a lot of like RV parks and campgrounds. I don't really know why. And a, um, and the only drive-in locally. Oh yeah, that's true. They do have a drive-in with Fantastic food. Yeah. Yeah, the food's pretty good. And cheap. And kids get in free and like, yeah. It's wild. Every weekend you, you go and they've the got car, stuff set you? up. Yeah. Yeah. I never go because, I don't know, I guess the drive, but like we've thought about it many times. It's like, we should go out there. And then we yeah, we absolutely never We used did. to go pretty regularly and then we didn't haven't been able to lately. And then they closed early. Apparently there was a death in the family that owns the uh, drive-in. Sucks. So they, they closed earlier in the season than normal, so we didn't get to go. But anyway, Calvert. So um, we're driving through, and we pass an RV park. And Lisa goes, oh, my doctor used to live here. I'm like, you just lived here? No, like, his office is here. Your doctor's office was in an RV park. Yeah, doctor trailer. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I was like, you're, like, was that his real last name, or he just lived in a trailer? Well, yeah, he lived in a trailer back here, but it's like, Super nice. Having like a baby? It's crazy. Two seven zero trailer. Trailer. <laughs> so we drive. <laughs> we drive back into the trailer park. I mean the RV park, but it looks like there are permanent structures. It looks like a trailer park. It's really, it's really fucking weird, and it's always packed. So I don't know if people just buy an RV and they can 
pay 50 bucks a month for a lot or something, and they just live there. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. It's super weird back there. I work with a guy that does that. He he is in Colorado, but he lives in an RV. I can see where like it's it's economical. and uh, I, Yeah, it's got to get old fast. Yeah. Henry asked about an RV once that was in a Walmart parking lot, and I was like, well, see what some people do. Is they live in that, and then they sleep in Walmart parking lots. Mm-hmm. So like, does that sound like fun? He's like, nope. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> there you go. That's not like fun at all. <laughs> so we're just driving around. He's, she's like, I know it was back here somewhere. Like, it is, I mean, she, she was like, I know it sounds weird, but dude, it, was, it was so nice. And it has like a big lake, and like, it's amazing. I've got to find it and show you. We're driving around till we pass like the older section of the RVs, and we find it. And she just like she stops. She's like, shit. It is the most rundown, dilapidated. I was like, this is where you went as a kid to this busted ass trailer (laughs) to see a doctor trailer (laughs) as a pediatrician. Like, was he? She's like, no. I feel okay. As a kid, I thought it was super nice because he had Norman Rockwell paintings up in it, and that's so five year old me thought it's really fancy. <laughs> what chances are it was in much better shape? Then, Probably, right? Yeah. Maybe because she's like, it's the same color, it's, <laughs> it's everything. Yeah. Damn, I should not have come back here to Doctor Trade. Come on, out of Doctor Trailer's trailer. I'll I'll poke at your kids. <laughs> Got all the gravestones in front of it, like I remember and all everything. It's weird. <laughs> Look at my Norman Rockwell paintings. Feel safe. <laughs> And it's got a, a, a little weird lake in the back with all these like really really tiny cabins, and she was like, "I was like, of all the, like Paducah is like over there, but this is where your family chose to take you to the pediatrician." Yeah, because she also used to she go. Made, she made it. <laughs> she made it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it couldn't be that bad, right? <laughs> yeah, Doctor Trailer evidently was okay. <laughs> he knew about antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't believe in them, but he knew about them. <laughs> I mean, because she also went to school, uh, like kindergarten and first and second grade, in a very similar situation. Because there used to be the the Gilbertsville Elementary School, which was like three trailers before they built yeah. Central, which that's is not, now like that's the, not terribly and it's unusual. Not uncommon. Tanya yeah. had a similar situation. Yeah. She grew up in Marshall County, and she had she. I can't remember where exactly she lived but it was something the school and the stuff like that was the same kind of deal though had like a schoolhouse where there were fucking first second third and fourth graders all in the same classroom kind of thing she's driven me by the the abandoned buildings that were the schools when she was when she was really young and of course now like you want to do a ghost hunt there we could (laughs) but of course they went from that to now, like one of the top schools in Kentucky that gets all of the resources at Central Elementary, which is awesome, but also at the same time, like I don't, I don't want to send Jack there. It's kind of weird. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 more prison like than in a lot of other elementary schools I've seen. Like it's extremely, I don't know, it's creepy. And then and then during the election, they had a lot of Trump art all in it. So. Yeah. Done by like the children kids did or done, something. Done by the children. Oh, yes. No. Yes. <laughs> what are they teaching? I bet I know. <laughs> so uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Reedland Elementary is weird. It's like a bunch of pods. All the yeah, the yeah. walkways like a, in between and, it, and there's no hallways. It's mm-hmm. just sidewalks. So mm-hmm. I and I went to school there. Yeah. Uh, briefly, I moved around a little bit, not quite as much as you did, Dave, but. We lived in Reedland briefly when my dad started working for this company he had been working for forever. 
Uh, and I, I had to go to school there and it was, it sucked because you would have to walk outside in the middle of winter to go to the cafeteria or the gym or whatever. And so, yeah, it's like, okay, it's restroom break time. Everybody put on your coats (laughs) or, you know, yeah. We had a weird little school annex when I was in third grade. That was essentially like three trailers put together. Mm -hmm. And it was like, they were just, it was just there until they could build an actual building. Right. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the situation was, but it felt very much felt like we are at full capacity so uh, this is the best we can do. <laughs> well, it's funny, too, because one of my biggest, my most vivid memories from going to school at Reedland Elementary, aside from the fact that my teacher, Miss Duncan, was super cute. She, oh, yeah? She was like, it was my first redhead mm, crush. Oh, Miss Duncan. Miss Duncan. At one point, Miss Duncan was out sick, and we had a substitute. And the substitute didn't teach but instead turned on the TV, and we watched Ultraman. Hey! Oh, okay. A lot. That's a great segue <laughs> that I'm just going to, like, step over. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm not ready to talk about Ultraman. <laughs> I'm not either. I'm just saying. It came to me that, we, that, that that's where I know Ultraman from, is watching it on the TV at the uh, elementary school the yeah. day the uh, substitute teacher wasn't going to teach us anything. So. You, got, you learned something, I'm yeah. sure. I learned that that's a very epileptic, epileptic <laughs> seizure-inducing yeah. show. Yeah. I lost two friends that day. <laughs> <laughs> I learned I learned what epilepsy is. That day. <laughs> See, kids, bright flashing lights can. No, it's true. It's the po- Pokemon the, episode, the Porygon episode. Yeah. <laughs> so what else you guys been up to? Saw Spider Man. Yep. 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 I, w- I had the chance to see Spider Man. Mm. Uh, I chose to not uh, make my wife envious. Tyler offered yeah. offered me an extra ticket that they had to go uh, this past week, and I declined, but I wish I hadn't because now yeah, everyone I know has seen Spider-Man <laughs> but me, every yeah. single person. It's fine. We're just going to spoil it for you right now. Yeah, Is that cool? It. It's fine. <laughs> fine. What would you guys think about that? Fucking <laughs> fantastic, though. It's really good. Yeah, I've heard. Really I've heard. It's really good. Cohen Cohen went to the movies for the first time ever yesterday with his dad and yeah. mom and to saw go it. see it. How do you do? He did really well. They said, and uh, he's going to be at my house. It's a long movie. He's going to so. be at my house tomorrow, probably spoiling, spoiling shit. The oh yeah, shit out of it. Go you, see it right now. I say you go from here to go see it. <laughs> I'll go see it again. You want to go see it after we, after we record? Oh, I got to go home. Yeah. I got to feed the fam. I have dinner. Yeah. Well, I'll get there. I'm fine. I was kidding anyway. I got to go home too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm fine. I'll get there. Um, Henry cried. So that really, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. So yeah, so did all the all the girls cried. Yeah. Like he really cried. Like I mean, like he like balled up and like put his head on Nikki's arm, and yeah, it was like maybe this was not sure. maybe this was not a good idea. But then again, I don't know. Bad shit happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it does. One of I those. Mean, you you got you got to expect it. Mm-hmm. We had uh, some crazy. Crazy theater drama. I thought they were going to stop the movie. Uh, oh, you guys did too, because so did we. Oh yeah, really? what yeah. happened? Uh, people taking people's seats and yelling and fighting each other over over their assigned seats. We got there, and um, we went right after I got off work, uh, which kind of sucked because it was rainy and like I'm go I'm like trying to get to the theater in a hurry. 
on like lone oak back roads mm-hmm. with no lights and like they have like their back roads are like hey what's a good idea i know how about like we raise the roads up, and there's like these drop know, like offs. a three foot drop <laughs> off yes, on either yes. side. And like, should we make the roads wide? Nah, nah they can get nah. that. That costs too much money. It'll be fine. So like, I'm racing to get there and finally get there. And like, so Nikki and Henry they're waiting for me in the lobby, and they're like, Nikki's got the tickets and like the popcorn and all that shit. Uh, so it's like, all right, great. So we go in, we walk in, and immediately. Nikki's like, uh, someone's in our seats. And it's like, um, we're like, okay, fuck it, whatever. We'll just sit as close to our seats as we possibly can. See, I didn't realize that, I, f- I didn't realize that our theater was now doing assigned seating. In theory, it's, it's great. pretty new. I in, mean, in theory, it's yeah. great. But if you don't have ushers bringing you to your seat, don't do it. Oh, okay. Don't do it. Yeah, because you can't trust that people are going to sit where they're supposed to. Because they're not going to. Yeah. I mean, it's I like, saw an entire row displaced before the movie started. Yeah. Just people just, just, just sat wherever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, because it's like. Well, that's how it's been that's here. That's how forever. it's always been. You just find your seat. And like, if the theater's not packed, it's really not a big deal. Right. Because like when we um, saw Ghostbusters, the theater was not packed. And it's like, okay, we can pretty much sit wherever we want to sit. It was fine. But we got there. Our seats were taken. No big deal. We sit as close to our seats as possible. Um, and. So I'm sitting there, and then, like, a big family comes in after us, like, big. We're talking, like, nine people minimum. I didn't count them, but, like, not, like, a bunch of kids and, like, a few, like, a few adults. And so, like, I see them kind of meander our general area, and, like, they're looking up, and I'm like, that's not good. And so then they, like, kind of split up, and it's, like, three rows in front of us. They, have, they split their group up. And so, like, one of the older women, like, sits down next to me. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I bet we're in their seats because we're not in our seats because our seats are taken. So I kind of like give it a few minutes and I'm, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I feel bad. And so eventually I just like I leaned over and I said, hey, did someone take your seats? And she was like, yeah. Uh, I said, uh, we're not in your seats, are we? Because someone took ours. And she's like, no, no. We're, and we're not trying to be ugly about it either. And so like, I heard that and I was like, okay, well, that's a flag. You uh-huh. know, usually because they're obviously she's upset about it. Um, but she's trying to not be ugly about it. Okay. <laughs> great. Great. So the movie starts and like 10 minutes in, uh, ushers start appearing with their flashlights and they're like asking people for stubs. Their ticket stubs. Their ticket yeah. stubs. Right. So like, they get to me and they're like, can we see your ticket stubs? And Nikki's got them. So I ask her, Nikki gives me the stubs and I hold my hand out to give them to the usher. And then someone behind me says, you don't need to be fucking bothering people with this shit. No. <laughs> and I just kind of like turn around and like my hand's still out with the tickets. Like, here you go, lady. And like I turn around and yeah, there's a woman who's standing up and she's like, this is fucking bullshit. And I'm like, uh oh, and then uh, a woman who's sitting next to us, like we're in the middle of this, we're in the epicenter because this is like right behind us. <laughs> yeah. Then the woman who's sitting next to Nikki stands up and says, "There are children here. You need to leave." And that woman's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> and yeah. then the usher, oh I didn't know they had these. The usher, like literally, like speaks into her lapel. It's like we're gonna need more people. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! I don't need your bullshit. I don't need your vaccine. Yeah. You know exactly what kind of person I am. <laughs> and then, like the the men sitting next to each of those women are like 
holding on to them, pull, like pulling them down, and they're silently saying, like, they're saying nothing, just pulling. Like I was them trying down to do when Tanya was trying to kick Pitbull woman's ass <laughs> yeah. that night. Yeah, I, I know that man. Yeah. And, and I feel for that man. The usher, the usher was like, we will stop the movie. And at this point, I'm kind of like, yeah, just go ahead and do that. Let's get, We're 10 minutes in. Let's organize. Refund me the money. <laughs> yeah. I'll go to another showing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we just, after that, we all just sat awkwardly in the theater until something happened in the movie that united us all. Okay. okay. So <laughs> it was fucking, mm. it was wild. I thought there was going to be a fight for real. So it's it's interesting that you had a yeah, similar exact experience. Same. I saw ushers had to come out. And Richard, I, I, Usher started yelling because all the people were yelling and pushing. And oh my God. Was this during people, the movie or people, before it? Or? Right before. Yeah. And, you know, people were escorted out and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Motherfuckers won't wonder why I don't go to the fucking movie theater. That's shit like that. I mean, that's the first thing I've experienced, like, anything like that. But seriously, if you're going to do assigned seats, then you need to have people... Take usher you to your those seats. people to the seats. That's what they do at like baseball games sure. and stuff. Yeah, that's what can we get an do. Alamo Draft House where they have like you know the cinema Gestapo coming around with fucking clubs? Like you don't fucking talk. You fucking get your side seat. <laughs> Here's a, a beer. Here's a beer and watch our funny ad about how you can't talk. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. That's wild. Oh yeah, because they. What is it? You can pull on YouTube like the voicemails they get from people they kick out because you know you pull out your cell phone, you're you're out. You're yeah. gone. You talk, you're out. Like zero tolerance on all of it. Really? Yeah. yeah. I kind of like that. I Me mean, too. It's it's a, it should be. be a better, should be a pleasant experience for everyone, not that mess. So yeah, other than that, it was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but all the girls cried. Like I got choked up. There was lots of people cheering and clapping. Oh yeah, multiple times oh, yeah. throughout the movie. Same. Like same, which was fun. It's good yeah. energy. I like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, as far as I know, no one got beat up. In our theater, it was it was packed. Except which was Peter weird. Parker, am I right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a. I, I was, was blown my... away by some of the performances, though. Like, goddamn! Like, yeah. they, they brought they brought the brought the heat. Yeah, it was my first time in a situation like that since COVID. So that was also kind of weird because I mean, it was like where it was every packed every and, seat is yeah. like filled pretty much, mm-hmm. and it's like there was a point where it's like. Well, I shouldn't say every seat because, like, the very, very front, you know, they've got that section, yeah. that horrible section. You, you have to lay down. Uh-huh. Omicron's not here yet, right? Okay, we're fine. Right, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's one of those where it's like, okay, let's see. I got my booster one week ago. Henry's, <laughs> Henry's second shot. Okay, he's fully okay. So it's one of those where it's like, good mm-hmm. Lord. But post Christmas, it'll be lockdown time again. From, yeah. From what I, from what I see, like, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's yeah. gonna be bad. So well, I believe it. But the other side of it is, it's like I don't know, man. I gotta go. I gotta go risk my health to go see this movie before it's definitely spoiled. Oh yeah, <laughs> like definitely. Fuck yeah. Oh, I already it's got gonna episode... be fucking ruined for me by tomorrow. I guarantee it. Absolutely, will. I already got episode one of the new Sex in the City spoiled for me. Like it was. There's everywhere. a new Sex in the City. Yep. Episode one. I have, I've actually been spoiled on that too. Yeah, I know like what it you're was on. To. It was, yeah, it was fucking on the radio. Like, fuck you. This just happened. <laughs> it was on the radio. Yeah, the spoiler was on the radio. 
That seems uh, irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Like yep. for a podcast to do it, it's one thing, but <laughs> yeah. like you know, a radio. Yeah, and it's a pretty radio significant show. spoiler. I mean, it's kind of like I, from what I I don't watch the show, but from what I understand, oh, it's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal, and it leads into the events of the Spider Man show up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, they do a Ghostbusters reboot with all female. They do a Snakes <laughs> in the City with all dudes, <laughs> just jerking off everywhere. <laughs> is, is, it's terrible. Is Mister Big like Doctor Strange? Can you make a spell? <laughs> where uh, everybody forgets me, except for uh, Kim Cattrall, whoever she is. <laughs> where all the women I've sexually assaulted all forget me. Oh, abso- of course, this is the male sex in the city. This is what we do. <laughs> you come to the right show. Uh, if you'll just give me a second, I need to tend to Louis C.K. for a minute, and I'll be right with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to know what the spoiler is because I'll never see the show, but I don't want. I'll like, tell well, you. I'll I don't tell want you the listeners. Sp- I don't want more, the listeners. It's more the effect of the spoiler. Yeah. It, the the, the <laughs> well, big. Now I, I, I can really want to know what the story behind it was. The episode. This what happens in the episode caused Peloton stock to drop oh. like fifteen percent because they already took a beating for that like yeah. fucking commercial. It's yeah. Yeah, it's th- that. The, the twist in episode one caused their stock to drop. Man, poor. I mean, like, I don't know anything about Peloton, but like, it just seems like they're having like a rough patch there. It, well, fuck them on their $4,000 bicycles. Yeah, they market their <laughs> yeah, shit but out I mean, there like, just make it seem like this is accessible and it isn't. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's fine if that's how you want to run your business, but. Yeah, but I. And, yeah, and Peloton I mean, didn't know. What was going to happen? Yeah, they, HBO was like, "Hey, can we use your product?" Sure. They didn't say how they were going to use it, <laughs> and their stock dropped, and they were super pissed. And that's that is why Apple <laughs> is so militant about mm. making sure no one uses their product, their yeah. product in a movie where it might be portrayed in a in a negative light. Yeah, because that can that shit can really mm. happen. Because they got like people like really didn't like those commercials that they did. I don't know exactly because it was like I guess insinuating that it's like a good idea to buy your uh, spouse a Peloton bike. Yeah. So I guess because you know. it, it it perpetuates the idea that I, um, I want you to look better for me, so I bought you this piece of exercise equipment. But like but I don't not, feel like I the commercials gave that vibe off. But to look, me, it kind of was like, well, I mean, like if it, I bought Tanya a new vacuum for Christmas, yeah. she would be ecstatic. She would love it. Okay. And I don't good I don't buy we, her a vacuum because I have an expectation that she should be in there vacuuming. Sure, I just right. Do it because I know she she does would like it. The vacuuming and she Word. would appreciate it. So. Uh, I've got a new job, which I haven't really talked about on the show, uh, but like I started that last week, and like it is, I'm the only guy in the office. Like I'm the only, I'm the only one. Sweet. It is pretty great, uh, just because I mean, just I, I like working with women. I like working with women. Yes, absolutely. I get it. So, um, but like there was like this whole thing where we had like this. this dirty Santa event, and I was that was actually last week. I was going to ask you guys what would be a good gift, and then like the t- a tornado happened, That's <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I was. We were talking about Christmas, of course, because you know it's coming up, and um, someone said something about like some kind of kitchen device or something, and I was like, you know what? 
Nikki, my wife, she loves that stuff. My she wife. she really does. We don't do that anymore, Tyler. I just saw well, I was Ian cry quiet with it. I just I'm saw twitching. Ian twitch. Um, so um, I was like, you know, she really likes that stuff, but I never want to get her that stuff because it feels weird. Yeah, like here is a domestic device, and then my boss was like, if she likes that shit, get it for her. Right. <laughs> If it's make if it makes her happy, who who cares? Like what you think about? So that's it. what Melissa prefers it. is a practical gift that she needs. Not yeah, absolutely. Not something fun or anything. Sure. Like she just and I'm the complete opposite. Me too. I just want something fucking fun and like I'll love it for like a couple of weeks and then be like that was awesome and set it down yeah. and it collects dust and every now and then I look at it I'm like oh yeah that thing remember that good time yeah right yeah, yeah exactly I do think that I, I don't know when the last time I got like a super practical gift was you know because I hate them yeah I mean I do I mean if I need a drill motor just, I'm gonna go buy one right, when I need it because it's a necessity it, and I have right. to I have to use this drill so I've already bought that shit but I'll get video games just like, you know, or mm-hmm. video game gift cards or something. But, yeah, Tanya's the same way. She wants a new coffee pot, and she wants a new vacuum, and yeah. she wants all this stuff. And it's like she's in it for the long term more than me yeah. when it comes to that sort of thing. So I envy that. I wish I were more – it's not that I wouldn't appreciate it, you know, a new razor, like a shaver, but – that's not what I want for Christmas. I yeah, want toys. I don't know. My, and I've had this conversation with Nikki before because it's like, the thing is, when someone gets me a practical gift, I'm always like, I, I do need one of those, but I kind of wish that I could have picked the one out. That, yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Because it's that's like, a thing. now I have this thing where it's like, it's not exactly, it's something that I needed, but it's not exactly what right. I would what you want. Would, what you would have purchased but, after doing your right, independent research right. and stuff. But now I'm yeah. like, well, this was a gift. Now I feel obligated to use this sure. this gift as opposed to, you know, something that I actually uh, want. Mm-hmm. So, well, I don't, and plus she and I don't really gift each other. We just go shopping together. Yeah. You know, we'll go out and shop and she'll pick out things she wants and... I'll do the same, and that's it. We don't really buy gifts for each other anymore. We buy gifts for our grandchild, mm-hmm. uh, and some, we tend to give a couple gifts to our kids. That a lot of times, though, that's just like easy shit, gift cards, stuff like that. But I, I can't remember the last time I opened a present at Christmas. Like I just haven't gotten presents in yeah. years, which is fine. I'd rather, again, like you, I'd rather go. Take that money and go pick out the, thing, the thing I that want, you want, yeah, and not have to feel awkward and say, "Well, this wasn't the one I wanted, but thanks anyway." Yeah, I don't want to seem ungrateful because I'm always no, grateful no, no, absolutely not for the gift. Yeah, I'm get always that. appreciative for sure. of it, but I'm I'm just more of a let me give me money, yeah, yeah, let me pick it out, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just send Nikki link unless it's something you've talked about for six months and someone you know a bunch of people get together to give you a present that makes you cry. There's that. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> That I did love. <laughs> you could see that was all my pent up emotion from not getting presents yeah. for so long. <laughs> right. All at once. Has the emotion has your reserve built up for Spider Man? Like I don't know, you know what I mean? Like you Maybe. got any more tears in the tank, I guess oh, is what no, I'm no. say. <laughs> I'm dry as a bone. And yeah. not just not just from the DG's album. I just go home and cry now. <laughs> <laughs> word. Word, yeah. I feel that. Now I I I promise you I won't see that movie in the theater. So I'm not, I'm already going to know nothing's it's not going to affect me because I'm already going to know what happens. I promise. 
I'm going to do my best to avoid it, but I, you know, it'll be what three, four months before it comes out on another media. You're doomed. I'm fucked. You need to borrow it from Mr. Bay. Give it to you. <laughs> Not if it's like a handy cam. <laughs> you know, I don't want to do that. I want that. I'd rather it be spoiled and then see it and call in sick tomorrow. God, I wish I could. <laughs> I've got a three-day work week ahead of me. I'm off Thursday and Friday. That's this nice, week, which man. Is very nice. That is nice. Well, Christmas is Saturday, so we're observing. We're always off Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, so we're observing Christmas Eve on Thursday. That's great, and dude. Christmas on Friday. So that's yeah, awesome. I have a short week. We again, we have a lot of shopping to do this. Yeah, week, yeah. So that's what suck. you do is you call in and say, uh, "I can't smell or taste anything. Uh, I'm gonna have to be off," and then they just put you off. There you go. Because that's what happens for people that work for me. And I wanted, to take, I wanted to make... And they're all negative, if you can imagine that. Oh, that's weird. And they have to be given off, because HR says so. <laughs> they're like, wait, though, aren't you working from home? Oh, yeah. I'm already in quarantine. So. <laughs> the, uh, but they can get to the internet. That is true. <laughs> Man, once COVID gets on the internet, it's fucking it's game fucking over. game over. <laughs> Coming right through my headset. I uh, was talking to a lady the other day uh, who had gotten COVID back in August, and she still has not gotten back her sense of taste and smell. Oh, yeah. And she's like, mm. fuck it. I lost a lot of weight. It's fine. She goes, she said she can taste three things. Come. Ketchup, <laughs> not cum. I didn't ask. <laughs> I, I didn't ask that. her if she could taste cum. Yeah. Weird. I don't, I don't understand why you thing. would. That's what we always uh, ask people. Yeah. <laughs> I was, COVID it was, or not, can you taste it? It was one of my clients at work. I was <laughs> unrelated, but I've drinking I've been drinking a lot of water recently. And Nikki's like, I can tell you've been drinking a lot of water. <laughs> and I was like, Do it's you good. have COVID? <laughs> you can't taste your cum. Uh, it's ketchup, ranch dressing, and diet Dr. Pepper are the only three yeah, things she so can bad. taste. So. All right. She said, I lost 30 pounds. That's though. about how my kids are too. <laughs> like, I don't know. You're you sound happy about that, but I know her and she was she probably didn't need to lose 30 pounds, but yeah. she just said, yeah, ketchup, ranch dressing, and diet. Dr. I think Pepper. I might gain weight because it's like, well, I can only taste <laughs> these three things, so that's all I'm going to eat because I miss <laughs> tasting things. Ranch. I put ranch Shikes. on everything now. Do they? Did you ask her, like, does it still taste like those things? Like, does ketchup still oh, taste no, like ketchup? Or, like, is it just like a You see on TikTok where now. people who got COVID and now all they smell and taste is sewage. Everything. Ew. Yeah, it's like it's a fairly common side effect for like six months. You know, everything tastes like it's rotten. Oh man, it like yeah. That's like a Morkborg curse. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. I would just, yeah. I hope, I hope that's not permanent for those poor people. No, yeah. no, you know, that would be a terrible, terrible to not be able to t taste or smell. Yuck. Although it would have been nice, I guess, to not have a sense of taste while playing Ultraman, which is ta a tasteless video game. <laughs> Indeed it is. Well, you hear that, Dave? I, d I do hear that. It's the sound of, uh, it's the sound of I don't know, probably uh, a bunch of Spider-Man spoilers, which uh, I'm going to go ahead and read right now. Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. Just do it. Um, that's what they. That's the next movie they're gonna do, right? Like <laughs> I hope so. a, Red, a Ready Player Three, like Spider-Man movie. That's into the Spider Verse is Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, now. no shit. <laughs> so the audience can be like, "Oh man, I thought Spider Ham was like uh, <laughs> that was the most it. obscure." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, of course, I hear that, which leads into a segment that we like to call Dave reads some Wikipedia. 
So I have two entries to read. One is longer than the other. The first entry is Ultraman, colon, towards the future. Towards the future. In the year 2000. (laughs) Uh, Ultraman, towards the future, uh, released in Japan as Ultraman Great, uh, is a Japanese-Australian tokusatsu science fiction television series produced as a co-production between uh, Tsuburaya... Uh, productions in the South Australian Film Corporation. It is the 10th installment in the Ultra series and the first series to be produced during uh, Japan's uh, uh, Heisei period and the third foreign production in the franchise after Ultraman colon, The Adventure Begins. So all of that is to say that this was a television series that this game is based on. Uh, it had 13 episodes. So there's that pretty, seems pretty <laughs> short. Lots right. of lots of tiny houses were stomped on. Yes, um, by people in suits and giant suits. Mm-hmm. The giant people, giant They're people, very difficult to find. Huge but. people. Uh, so yeah, there's a video game called Ultraman: Colon Towards the Future, um, released in Japan as Ultraman. Uh, it's a multi-platform fighting video game based on the TV series Ultraman. Um, with the Japanese version being based on the 1966 series and the North American version being based on the contemporary Ultraman Towards the Future series. This game has received mostly negative reviews <laughs> due to its highly di- high difficulty and subpar graphics. And I got to be honest with you, I think the graphics are probably one of the best things about this game. I there are other the things graphics. that are way worse. Yep. <laughs> so I, 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 I told you guys wrong. Cause I did play. I owned this as a kid. I had this game. I confused it with Castlevania Four. My aunt bought me Castlevania Four on a lark. This game I purchased myself because I went to Toys R Us with my birthday money. And I bought Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Awesome. Good choice. Go, go over to my wall, pull that little yellow slip out. And it's like, oh, shit. After tax, I still have something left with this $100. Nice. What am I going to buy? I scan the wall. Oh, there's a game called Ultraman for $10. I mean, what else am I going to do with this? So I'll just go ahead. I'd like to get I get two games. That sounds pretty good. So then I also bought Ultraman. Okay. That's a steal. Ten bucks? It's a steal. It's a steal. Sort of. Because when we're going home and like, of course I played Mario RPG first. I was like, all right, well now I'll play my other game. And I plugged into Ultraman and it was just like, oh my God. <laughs> I still like, but I, I didn't have anything else to play. So I remember I ended up playing it a lot and sort of figuring it out, got pretty far. I got into it because it was always like, play it, get a little bit farther bit farther sure a little bit farther to the point where like sometimes i'd surprise myself and get much farther and i'm up and i'm sweating and standing up like playing it like oh fuck, i gotta beat gudis three and all that shit like where i got to to the point i enjoyed it because i had no other choice but to enjoy it right sure but trying to play it again now i have no idea how i even fucking played this game it is the clunkiest obtuse fucking control system and it's it's fucking like the part in Power Rangers where you control the Zord against the other monsters in like in the Power Rangers game. That is infinitely better. Just that those few little levels blow this game out of the water, and it's the same concept. 
I, yeah, I remember my first experience with this game was a blockbuster. I was with my cousin Gary, who I've talked about on this show before, who I thought was really cool. And he Not the one who touched really my cool. butthole. Not the different one that Gary. touched, yeah, a different cousin who touched Tyler's butthole. The, the one who didn't, <laughs> didn't touch my butthole, but I told the principal he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder how that would shake out nowadays, especially. Mm, <laughs> yeah. uh-uh. um, so we were at Blockbuster, and I was like, man, let's run a game. And um, so we were, like, I remember it vividly because that was also, I guess, around the time. This was later. Uh, like, this game came out in 1991, and this was later because I remember us talking about the Sony PlayStation, uh, and it, like, was just about to come out. And, like, I remember talking about, like, man, it's weird, isn't it, that, like, the D-pad buttons are all, like, separate instead of it being, like, a cross, you know? And so we're looking at the games, and I remember seeing Ultraman on the shelf, and, like, I remember reaching out to grab it, and I remember Gary saying... No, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, that is a horrible game. Not let's, that one. Never let's, that one. Let's rent. And I we either rented Road Rash 2 or X-Men Clone Wars. I can't remember which one he owned versus which one we rented because we played both that day. Um, and then I never played Ultraman because every time I heard of it. You I, heard I, Gary's I, voice. I heard Gary's saying, voice. Yeah. Not that not one. Not that one. Uh, and then I finally played it this past week for the show. And now you know why Gary said not that one. Now I know. Because it's pretty bad. It's bad. It's a fighting game. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of sucks because, like, um, I don't know how a like a kaiju game could be any better than, say, like King of Monsters, right. which I think did it really well, which is that's essentially a wrestling game. It's it's less a fighting game and more a wrestling game where, like, the ring is a city right. and you just destroy stuff, like, kind of, like, as you, as you fight um, when you get to, like, the actual kaiju battles. Um, but this is just a straight-up fighting game that is, like, it's just 2D, there's a camera, Set like imagine Mortal Kombat, but like instead of Mortal Kombat characters, it's it's well, Ultraman. And you imagine get one a two- choice, obviously, <laughs> is your character. Yeah, to play. yeah, yeah, you get to fight as Ultraman. That's it. Thing. Imagine a two D fighter, but somehow you have the tank controls of the original Resident Evil. Somehow, and that's how Ultraman feels in controls. Dude, the fucking <laughs> controls. The fucking controls are the worst because it's like like there's shit out there like. There, there are other games out there like a fighting. This isn't the. If this was the very first fighting game that ever been made. Okay, but it's not. <laughs> Their precedent has been set. Kind of. It's an early one. It's 1991, so it's kind of one of those where it's like I do feel like you know like we don't have Mortal Kombat's yet. Like I mean, this is kind of this is still kind of like early fighting game territory because I mean like notoriously like the NES didn't have like a lot of fighting games on it mm. because like that really wasn't a genre. At the time, but still, even with that, like even with that context, the the controls in the gameplay uh, are are horrible for Ultraman because it's like there's this mechanic in the game where like I had to ask I was streaming this and I had to ask chat like does Ultraman always do like a move that like destroys the enemy in a battle and I think Gentle G was like yes that's a thing and it's like okay that checks out because in this game you can only win a battle by using um, Ultraman's level 4 ability so like while you're fighting there's this timed gauge that fills up and it's like 
when level one gets filled, you can use a level one special ability, which mm-hmm. then resets it. Re- yes, yeah, so every time it you use zero. the weapon, the energy depletes fully. Right. But in order to win a fight, you have to land the killing blow. The killing blow has to be your level four ability. Uh, and if you miss or if the enemy regains a little bit of health before you hit them with it. It's such a small fucking window. It's a small window. Because the, the health builds up slowly. It all regenerates. Your health regenerates. Their health regenerates. Because you'll hit them and their bar goes away and it'll say, Finish. Where their health bar would be. So, all right, it's going to hit him with your special move. You got to use that level four. If it's not charged mm. up, fucking too bad. You got to like stall and mm. wait until that level four ability is filled up. While continuing to deal at least minor damage to that enemy because his energy is going up too. Right. So, when you get to that, you've got to make sure you don't accidentally fire that weapon at him. Right. Because all that'll do is take him down to where it says finish, right. and then you've you got no shot, again. and you got to wait again. So we, we did skip over the Ultraman story that, yeah. that you text me, Dave. It's yeah. very good. It's very good. Thank you. I wrote it myself. <laughs> <laughs> the Ultraman story. Ultraman is the ultimate warrior and protector of peace of the universe. Now, I'm not an expert on wrestling, but he is not the ultimate warrior, is he? <laughs> <laughs> pretty, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. That he, is a wrestler, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. He's the protector of peace like that fucking guy from Suicide Squad. I love, <laughs> I love peace with all my heart, and I'll kill anyone to get it. <laughs> <laughs> for eons, he's been fighting an intergalactic battle for against... For eons, I think you mean. For me. For, for, <laughs> for Ian. Against Gudis. Since I was in first grade. <laughs> An evil virus which attempts to wipe out all competing life forms. Now the Gudis virus has infected Earth, producing a horrifying group of giant mutant monsters to carry out its goal of complete obliteration of life on the planet. You thought COVID was bad. Mm-hmm. Just wait till Gudis. Wait, wait till Gudis, we get Gudis. Omicron version. <laughs> Ultraman now must battle Gudis and his mutant monsters on Earth. The Earth's polluted atmosphere is deadly to Ultraman. To fight in this world, he's become part of the molecular structure of a human, Jack Shindo. When all else fails, Jack transforms into Ultraman using the Delta Plasma Pendant. But Ultraman can battle on Earth for only three minutes before he must uh, return to his human form. <laughs> so he's like a like a like lycanthropic kaiju, essentially. Yeah. Can Ultraman save Earth and all its inhabitants against Gudis and the mutant monster Menace? He must, for he is our only hope. His height is 197 feet tall. He weighs 58,000 tons, and his flying speed is Mach 26. <laughs> this is the man, right? This is Ultraman. It's probably wild when he actually transforms into Ultraman. That is, <laughs> that's really weird. When some of the monsters he fights are listed at being like 300 feet tall, and they're the same size as he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not even not even trying to make them taller. Yeah, everyone's the same size in this game. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's about the stats you get before every battle. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you fight a further mutated version of what you fought. Because it's, it's the same core of bosses, and then you just fight slight variations after, you know, they come back. Gudis 2 and who's the guy who looks like Alf? Uh, so yeah, Alf is in this game. <laughs> I forgot. How can I forget? Alf's about back Alf? in kaiju form. <laughs> he is. Uh, I, they list all of these in the instruction manual, which is like high quality. Um, 
Alf's name in this game is Degola. He looks like Alf and that one Muppet, the one standing hairy Muppet. Oh, in the band? The band, one of the band Muppets? Yeah, he's like a really, really big, like a giant Muppet. He's like big bird size. He's like all mouth, pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not up on my Muppets. I don't know. I know the one you're talking about, but I don't know his name. Um, there are nine stages, and in each stage, each stage is essentially a fight. Um, and you do fight Gudis multiple times. Um, I'd love to tell you what all the monsters are, but holy shit, this yeah. PDF is going crazy. <laughs> Um, there is at least two Gudises. Mm -hmm. There's the first Gudis, and then the second Gudis, which definitely looks like an uncircumcised, infected penis. Um, There's Alf. Mm -hmm. There's a giant mosquito, essentially, like a big, Mm -hmm. giant green mosquito. Um, Gamera's in the game. No, just kidding. That Mm -hmm. would be pretty uh, nice, actually. Um... I didn't. I don't. I don't know anything about Ultraman. Like this is like other. This video game is like the only touchstone for me with this with this franchise. I never. I've never seen any of it. Um, Doc was telling me during the stream that there is a new movie. Yeah. That's coming out. That like we watched on stream. Um, it looks pretty cool, honestly. Like for real. Um, I doubt that. I'm that doubt it'll come out in theaters here or anything, but um, I would watch it. Um, there's Bogan, an unspeakable genetic mutation. Bogan has a head at each end of its slug like body. <laughs> I, I thought that the character designs honestly were probably the best thing about um, this game. Well, yeah, it wasn't bad, um, except for Alf, except for Alf. <laughs> But it's like even then, like those character designs are coming from the show. They're not like specific for the game. So it's kind of one of those where it's like, I don't know if you can really give the game credit for that right. because it's like these aren't original. You know, like Bandai wasn't like, oh, you know what would be cool? This monster. Mm-hmm. Bandai was just like, hey, what was in the show? Right. All right, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there is uh, Barangus. Uh, who is able to transport itself from place to place in the form of gas. Uh, there is Zebocon, uh, who is a large, lumbering, lethargic monster. Uh, he's <laughs> the one who ra- uses his head to ram. Oh, yeah, yeah, that fucker. And there's Majaba, the giant mosquito, essentially. Um, K- Kodalar, uh has risen from the dark depths of the ocean where the foul fury of Gudis has penetrated. Uh, yeah, he's my, my Gudis penetrates. <laughs> <laughs> he spams laser breath. My uncircumcised Gudis. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an autobiography. <laughs> uh, and then the uh, missing Wu-Tang member, Killa Z. <laughs> uh, is the last fight. You would think it would be Gudis, but it's not. It's Killa Z, um, who comes from the darkest corner of an evil galaxy. There we go. That is it. Yeah, just boss fight after a clunky boss fight with the same rules and slightly different move sets, and you can only be Ultraman. Like it, it sucks. It sucks. I mean, I've, it's not as bad as Street Hockey 95. 
That's true. I'm 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 with you 100 percent on that. It's not we as bad have, as Tetris too. We have played worse games. <laughs> we have played much worse games. I mean, I don't know. On a Dave scale, it's like I would rather play this again than Tetris too. Like mm, any yeah. any day, I could see that. I didn't. I didn't care for it either, but I mean, I guess if you're stuck with it, right? If you're stuck you with learn it, to play it, it's learn. whatever. It is what it is. But because you've got like a punch and a kick, and then you modify those punch and kicks by pressing the up button for whatever reason, for like an uppercut for an uppercut, and it's like I got to tell you, like going from like Mortal Kombat uppercuts where you hold down and punch <laughs> yeah. to yeah. up and punch is like what the fuck? Yeah. This is like <laughs> this is like three D chess. This is tic tac tic tac tic tac toe. <laughs> Um, and then like there's, there are grapples, but, um, and apparently that's how you speed run this game is by yeah, like you doing do a lot of damage throwing throw. you do yeah. the most damage from a throw for sure. Um, but I was bad at the grapples. So mainly I just did the thing that had the most reach was a spin kick, which is up and kick. And it just has reach. It's not the thing that has the most reach. The thing that has the most reach is like you firing blasts at the enemy. But when you do that, it depletes your energy bar, which means that if you get them down yeah. to finish him, you have to wait until it get until it fills up. And yep. like my biggest complaint about that bar is it's just timed. It has nothing to do with the amount of damage you're dealing. It has nothing to do with the amount of damage you're receiving. Where like in Street Fighter Alpha that you have like a gauge and it's built by like yeah. how much damage you're dealing yeah, and how combo, much damage you're taking. You did this. Yeah, yeah. If there were some kind of formula, agreed. Then all of a sudden this game becomes not great, but like better. It, it improves, yeah, because you're right. It's just a it's like a full 30 seconds it takes for that meter to fill up to the top. Yeah. And that's a long It's a long time, time. in a fighting game especially considering that Ultraman can only be on earth for three minutes at a time <laughs> right that is yep. true and that timer is right there mm -hmm. uh, for you to see I don't think I ever I should have just tried to stay alive for three minutes just to see what happened. see happens. what it did yeah. do you transform into that tiny man I don't know <laughs> <laughs> this game is not cool enough to do that but that would be great but yeah I mean not this is like Tetris 2 there's not a whole lot to say about it because there's not a lot of depth right like at all I finished it on easy. Oh, nice! Um, and I never, I less never than could, three hours. I didn't beat it as a kid, and I certainly, I spent all my lives trying to take down Gudis One. Well, I you thought get, you beat it. I know. I almost oh, beat man. it as a kid, but and you get you get an extra life. You get you start off with three chances, and you get an extra chance for every fifty thousand points you earn. Which means if you finish off, one of the nice things was if you are whipping up on a monster and it kills you, when you come back, its health bar is still where you left Right. It. So a strategy is, like, when I missed on, like, a level four ability, it's like, fuck it, I'll take a death, so that I can get right back into this and then with full health. And then you're more alive and, and, and right. you don't have to struggle as hard. So right. that was fine. But there was... there. But you... I mean, there's... The points are how alive you are in, in the time times whatever it is, the numbers that they factor in there to get to your point. So it's not easy to get, it's not super easy to get extra lives. You've got to be careful with everything. I just, yeah, it was, there's just, you're right, there's not a whole lot to say about it because it's very shallow. It just doesn't have a yep, lot of it depth is shallow. to it. And the regular ass options menu is like, you have to input like a yeah. code. You hold down start and select yeah. or whatever and it then gives you the option to play on easy, normal, and 
hard or expert or whatever they call it. Yeah, but the three levels, yeah. And I saw the ending. I went to YouTube and watched the endings, and you get a different ending depending on what level you beat it on. See, I'm glad you said that. Like, is the hard difficulty ending, like, way better than the... No, it shows you flying away from Earth, only this time he's pointed at the camera with his <laughs> fist out, and you can see his face, but yeah. there's no special... His fingers crooked slightly nothing so. special about it. It's yeah. just the same exact ending, except you're seeing him flying <laughs> up close from a different angle, but it's the same. What's so deal. stupid about that is, like, unless you knew... To act, unless you knew how to change the difficulty from default, you'll never. You see would never it. see those endings. And then if you did, you'd be super disappointed if you fucking somehow managed to beat it on expert. But let's be honest, all that you own Ultraman, so you're already super disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what yeah. reminds me of the Bioshock ending. Because Bioshock, if you save all the little sisters, you get the good ending where you. You get out and you raise all of them like your daughters, and it's a very sweet, good ending. If you yeah. harvest little sisters, basically you take all the splicers to the surface and fuck shit up. But if you s- save some and kill some, you get the bad ending. But he just sound the narrator just sounds sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's video game shit that I hate. <laughs> I really do. I really hate because it's like you're never rewarded for like. Just playing something naturally, like I feel like video game endings like reward you for like being one absolute. You're extremely one way or the other. You're renegade or paragon, and it's like if you're not one of those things, you get a shitty ending. So like, thanks for playing the game that you wanted to play it like a fucking normal ass person that lives their life and makes good decisions <laughs> and bad decisions. Mm. Nope, <laughs> we're not going to reward that shit. I hate that. What well, dra- Dragon Age? You have to be super nice the way all your companions want you to behave to progress with your companions and right. get new skills because if you're a jerk the game is just really hard because no one likes you and they don't they don't progress then they fix it in two like you know some some companions will like a more aggressive main character or other words they fix it in the second one man i remember like if a player if a NPC doesn't stupid makes me mad like if you Call down their shit, your score just goes down. Yeah, yeah that's bullshit. Yeah, either don't dive, either don't split the rewards up. Don't make a good or a bad ending or this, that, or the other. Or make it to where you got a shot, or make it even to where you've got a shot at something good, regardless of what you do. Yeah, you know, totally. Not, not fucking punish the player. For well, not wanting to play on expert, for God's sake, you know I don't want to play this on expert. I just want to play good it. Good Lord, no! And I tried it on expert and was like, nope, new, 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 because it's still the same fucking clunky ass game. It's just like now all of a sudden the enemies are like spamming moves and shit. Yeah. It's like no, uh, I'm not gonna do that. But like Bioshock for like that is a great example of like man, fuck this because I I really liked Bioshock. Mm-hmm. But and I remember you guys giving me shit over like killing little sisters, and it's like, well, they they were the game literally tells you these things were made by a Nazi, yeah, so yeah. I'm just like, well, they're probably evil. And then like halfway through the game, spoilers, if you don't want any Bioshock spoilers, skip ahead a couple minutes. They're like, 
oh, it turns out this this doctor is actually like decent, like <laughs> like like has like a you know like a vision kind of mm-hmm. deal. And it's like, well, I'll stop killing them now. And the game's like, well, you did kill those fucking Nazi little sisters though, so you get the sad. <laughs> you killed the, you know, we tell you the first, they're horrible monsters. So. Yeah, I mean, I really felt like I no, was led right. along, right. where it's like these are bad things, and then the game's like, gotcha, you son of a bitch, <laughs> you fucking fool. <laughs> Guess you got to play it again. Well, it's like Earthbound, right? You should have had Paula pray, man. That <laughs> mechanic you never use because sometimes she would pray and blind your whole party, so you never used it. No, that's what that's what you yeah, got to do. But that's more just obtuse. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I don't know. That one feels like a little less of a gotcha. In Bioshock specifically, which is so like narrative driven, that really felt like a fuck mm. you to me. <laughs> it felt, or it felt like a this is a video game, man. You should have known. Like, mm-hmm. you should have known it's one way or the other, motherfucker. Like, don't make human decisions. Make optimal decisions. <laughs> yeah, it's Bioshock. We're all utilitarian here. So. <laughs> Did I not earn my sad ending by the sweat of my own brow? <laughs> would, you, start, would you kindly not kill the little sisters <laughs> next time around? I started playing Bioshock 2, which I'm playing, it's like, I remember absolutely nothing about this game. I don't remember much so, about it either. Like Except I, I, how freakish that... It's, uh, it's way it's way more difficult than Bioshock and the, 1. The, the big daddy in the first one, what's this one called? The one that you Subject fight? Subject Delta. Yeah. Oh, she wow, I forgot about freaked that. freaked me out. Oh, the, little, the big sisters and yeah, stuff? Mm, like the, yeah. the really agile ones? Yeah. And, because there's like Sarah Lamb, who you never hear anything about in the first one, but apparently she's like... Andrew Ryan's other rival, and she's brought back the Little Sister Project and is making new ones. And I watched a, like a 45 minute long YouTube video that sort of explained the Bioshock, the, have the relationship between the big daddies and the little sisters, and everything that went into it that I had no idea about. Like it's lore that is hidden and kind of obscured, and you have to go through all these resources to find it. Like how they how they made that process work. It's super interesting. Like. Hmm. There's so much good lore about it, and I'm I'm really like I said, two is much harder, but I'm enjoying it, and I don't remember any of it, so it's like playing it brand new all over. Yeah, it's a great game. And I never, like I said before, like I never played Minerva's Den, so I'm looking forward to the DLC because I've heard it's amazing. Yeah, and I made my first TikTok today. Forgot you, to mention that you did. I what did. It, I didn't see it. So I'm not on there a lot. There's a, a TikToker. His name's like B B Dylan Hollis, and he does. Um, Gross recipes from the fifties and sixties. Oh, I saw one of those earlier today. They're so good. Because Melissa and I were in bed watching some, and she was like, "We should take some of these to family Christmas." I was like, "Fuck yeah, we should." So last night and today, I made a SpaghettiO Jello ring. Holy shit! That was your video that I yeah, saw. Uh, I didn't was realize it? Yeah. it was yours. Yeah, yeah. It's right before Dave got here, and I didn't. Yeah, okay. I made that, and then the, in the center of the ring is Vienna sausages. God, fucking gross! It's super gross because I like I had to boil like tomato soup and gelatin, and then pour in the spaghettios and put it in a bunt pan. But these are like actual recipes, actually recipes from the fifties, sixties, and seventies. Yeah. Like in a specific cookbook, or like just or people will send him recipes they find like on old spam containers from back in the day oh, wow. or weird cookbooks. Like it's such a good idea for a, oh, for a TikTok yeah, channel. Yeah, it is a really good idea. And then I made. Um, a bologna cake. Which what is a bologna cake? Bologna cake. You take a pack of bologna, um, and you take cream cheese, and you add Worcestershire sauce and onion powder to the cream cheese, and then you build like piece of bologna, layer of the cream cheese, piece of bologna, and you layer it all up, and then you frost it like it's a cake, and then you <laughs> decorate. <a> <laughs> yeah, and you decorate it with uh, 
uh, uh, spray cheese. (laughs) So I was like, like doing like designs and shit with like (laughs) that. And I made what's actually good is like a date cream. Um, he said it was good. I was like, I'll make one of these. It's actually good. So I made that, and it actually was really fucking good. Yeah. So and then I so I lined all that up, and I made that TikTok, thanked him, and tagged him in it. Like, thank you for giving me these ideas of what to take to my in laws. <laughs> so it's not. Did you do like a reaction video? Like, did they did. Did the in-laws eat this stuff? Every, they all loved it. They thought it was hilarious. They loved it. Oh, like, oh, oh. People actually ate the bologna cake with crackers. They said it was good. Yeah. No one would touch the spaghetti. The spaghetti oh, yeah. That seems like that one. Yeah, that was nasty. <laughs> that <laughs> sounds, yeah, that sounds fucking gross. It looked, like you, it looked like you poured a can of SpaghettiOs and mixed it in with epoxy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, froze them in there, which would be cool to look at, <laughs> but never eat. Yeah, and in the middle was a bunch of hot dogs. Yeah, it yeah, the Vienna, Vienna sausages. sausages. Yeah. Hot dogs would be much better. Yeah, no, fucking Vienna were sausages. Yeah, you gotta crank up fuck, that gross factor. Fuck that shit, man. Uh, oh, I like them. Yeah. I can't help it. I did as a kid. I'd fucking eat them by the fucking can yuck, as a kid. Mustard. Fucking can't yuck, do it Vienna now. Sausages. <laughs> nope. I haven't had any in a while. I probably won't either. They're, I know how nasty. Well, we got a treat for you, Ian. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I would eat them. Do you want gout too? Here's some Vienna sausage. <laughs> Gout's back. <laughs> and it's pissed. <laughs> you guys have any achievements for this game? I have a couple. If I may. Yeah, what you got? Just jumping in here like I got something to say. Please. All right, my first achievement is finish all over me, Ultraman. <laughs> Fucking hot. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Ian. Coming in. <laughs> wow. I need to take a break. To get, okay. Does it taste like cum, Ultraman? <laughs> Do you need some ranch dressing on that? Uh, Ultraman is uh, ultra hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> to get that, you find out about the boss weapon requirement after dying three times while the finish notification is on the boss's health bar. <laughs> I did that because I didn't know. I didn't read ahead. Dude. I, I, just, I usually yes. start by just jumping sure. and play, and I got to finish and I'm like whipping this thing's ass trying to kick it and it's killing me and I'm like what the fuck and then I found out about selecting the and the other thing that pissed me off to you about it was you cannot pre-select the level 4 weapon no you un- have to you have to wait you have till to the wait energy. until it's full so you hit the shoulder button to select that weapon right and then three times essentially three times <laughs> but, yeah yeah and then if the energy bar hasn't gotten to that weapon, you can't can't select it yet. Select it. So the best you can do is get to level three and leave it there until it gets to level four, and then hope you don't accidentally hit that and fire it at the boss when it won't kill him. You know what it this it feels like when you when we explain it that way. It, it like it feels like a real time strategy game. Like my, like that level of micromanaging, like while you're in the middle of, of like a giant fight. Yeah, I hate that. It yeah. sucks. And it's like another thing that you bring up is like you didn't know what to do. If you didn't have this instruction manual, like if you just rented this blind, and it's not obvious. It's not you're right. You, you don't know how to kill the, the the guy. I mean, eventually maybe you'll hit the shoulder button and be like, wait, that little pit moved. moved oh, right. and then maybe, but it still would take. I would have been long done with it. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. Okay, my next one <clears throat> is a musical achievement. Code alarm! It gives us those nice bright lasers. Uh, and to get that, 
You die by repeatedly getting hit by Kotalar's infuriating ground-based laser lasers. Spam. They just they go across the floor, yeah, and they're really long, and you have to avoid them. Well, so. dude, like you talking about that reminds me of Ultraman's got this move where he like makes this like AT yeah. shield essentially uh-huh. to like block projectiles in theory, but like so you have to input that move. Because there's no block. There is no block, no block in this game. Like the only way, presumably, to block something is to perform that move where that special move where Ultraman makes a shield. But like you have to not only do the input command to make the shield form, but like the animation for him to make that shield is like so fucking long. <laughs> like by the you have to like have you have to be a precog to right. know that the enemy is going to fire a projectile in one second so you can go ahead and pull up your shield. And most of them, they go for your n- knees and your shins anyway. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's fuck this game. So it's actually, the more the more we talk about it, the more I'm like, this is such like a poorly designed piece oh, yeah. of shit. Absolutely. But it's like, maybe it's because like, honestly, so weird for me to say this, but maybe it was because it was on the back of Tetris 2. Like, when I was playing it, I was like, eh, it's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could be. I didn't Hunger have that is the effect. best spice. Hung- yeah, yeah. I didn't have that effect. I hated it immediately. Um, I have a few achievements. The first of which, uh, these all come from Twitch chat. The first of which is Hacker Man. In order to unlock <laughs> Hacker Man, uh, enter the option screen on Ultraman using the button combination. <laughs> that came in from DJ Chu, uh, a.k.a. Derek. Uh, the next achievement I've got uh, is Majaba the Hut. <laughs> in order to unlock Majaba the Hut, talk to Majaba, get killed, then defeat him on the next life. Uh, and that came in from Cthusius Jeff. Although the next time I get like, Accidentally injured, I'm gonna like clutch my side and go, My Jabba, <laughs> <laughs> my ovaries. Uh, the next achievement I've got uh, is Gouda's Priest. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna unlock Gouda's Priest, uh, singing Alice Cooper song for some reason while fighting Gouda's. That came in from Gamebug Prime Nate. Uh, that is a thing that I did on stream because uh, I got Alice Cooper and Judas Priest mixed up. Uh, and then, I, like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, do I know a Judas Priest song? <laughs> I don't. I don't know that I, uh, I couldn't name you one. Couldn't name me Alice Cooper song either. Breaking the Law, I think is. Judas oh, that is, Priest. Right. That is Judas Breaking Priest. Breaking the sure. Law, isn't that? That's Beavis and Butthead. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. My bad. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Judas Priest. Uh, Alice Cooper's like schools out. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which is what I sang. <laughs> I, I would have thought schools out. Uh, was that uh, that D. Snyder? Twisted Sister. So I would have thought uh, that was Twisted Sister. That's yeah. we're not going to take it. <laughs> no! I've, I've got two achievements. What you got? If you're done with yours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my first one is... <laughs> <laughs> and you unlock... <laughs> which is, I guess, what he says after you win. Yeah, what is off. that? What is that un- undecipherable <laughs> audio clip? Yeah. It's this, Ian, you've seen Ultraman. Does he say that? Like, when he defeats a monster? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ultraman never says anything. He He just fights. Is he like panicking? Because it's like, oh shit, it's almost three minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's been a long time. I don't think so. But yeah, whenever you manage a jump, (laughs) because you can't just like jump in this game. You have to like, I had to just button mash, and sometimes I would jump way, way, way up in the air. 
Yeah. It depended on how long you held down the button. If you held it down a long time, long press, you would go high up, and this short press was a mm. short jump. And if you press <laughs> up, when you press jump, you go way, oh, way yeah, up yeah. there, which I would do a lot because, again, there's no block in this game. Right. So it's like the sky is my block. <laughs> you, basically have to, you basically have to fall down with your leg extended uh -huh. and kick kick it yeah. on your way down and hope that it scores a hit because there's no visible you can't way see, to know right? There's no indicator, is. yeah. And then my next one is uh, the tortoise and the goodis. You unlock that by never running at all. Oh, man. Which running is also Running is so difficult. fucking stupid in this game because it's, it's well, location it's proximity dependent. proximity based, yeah. yeah. And it's just like there are times where it's like, I want to rush an opponent, but I can't because we're too close to one another. Take so I just, it easy. Just, Take it your health. Get up just, here. Right, just slowly walk up to this fucking enemy while they're like shooting bubbles out their mouth at me. Just put down the bubbles. Stop it's, it's, shooting the lasers, Kotalar. I'm approaching you very slowly. We're all friends here. You don't want to do this, man. Think about Think your about kids. Think about your family. <laughs> Think about Kotalar Jr. <laughs> a little Kotalette. You're she, on the news right she... now. <laughs> Motherfucking Chewbacca's son. What's who's Chewbacca's son? Uh, itchy. Itchy. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget his no, dad, was... Lumpy. Lumpy. <laughs> well, Lumpy was the kid, and Itchy was the dad, right? I think I don't. I can't I don't remember. Know. It's either one or the stupid other. Stupid. It doesn't way. matter because yeah. it is definitely <laughs> stupid either way. I love like the, the riff tracks. They're like they nail it in the very beginning. They're like, ah, oh, this Star Wars thing is just a flash in the pan. No one will remember this years from now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if I gave credit to the uh, Gudas Priest achievement that came from uh, Gamebug Prime Nate. Uh, so thanks for that, Nate. Um. You guys want to guess how much this game is if you were to buy Ultraman on the SNES loose? How much do you think it would be? Does having a bunch of copies of the game in a video store back in the day have anything to do with its rarity? Uh, let me answer that question by re referring it was, to Flop. It was $10 for everybody from the store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how much they released it for. So that's my guess, ten dollars. <laughs> okay, all right. It's all right. never changed in thirty years. I'll go a little higher, just because I think I think it was maybe uncommon. I'll go thirteen ninety five. Okay, ten bucks and thirteen ninety five. Actual retail value of Ultraman uh, towards the future for the Super Nintendo loose on average, according to PriceCharting dot com, is. $9.20. <laughs> so, Tyler, you only lost 80 it's cents. It's as stable as gold in the fucking economy. We have an Ultraman base. We need to go to the Ultraman standard. Ultraman Bitcoin. <laughs> to the moon. Uh, also a very good game. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't finish it. Too sad. Oh, man. Um yeah. Also, that I felt I felt punished for killing all the Nazis in that game too. So, <laughs> um, so what's weird to me, and not weird, but sad to me, is when we I looked at the graph on price charting, and I was like, "How much was this game when we started this podcast?" Um, because I collect Super Nintendo games now because of this show, mm -hmm. um, and, I, and now I'm like, man. I don't know that I want to spend $9.20 on a shitty game. When we started this show, the game was 80 cents. Oh, my God. <laughs> 80 cents on average. Damn. 
Well, it's worth 80 cents. It's definitely for, worth to a collector. It's definitely worth 80 cents, yeah. And to be perfectly honest, if I saw a good condition copy of this in the store priced at $9.20, I'd go ahead and pick it up. Yeah. Just to just to get it picked up and and on the shelf and never yeah. in the Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, does this game belong on Tadpog's Top 100? No. No. Does it belong on Tadpog's Bottom 100? It's got a place in there somewhere, I'm sure. You think so? Yeah. I mean, that, there probably are others that might kick it up a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you said, Street Hockey and... Jelly Boy. There's other games that <laughs> suck more, but it's, if not, yeah. it's going to fall into the bottom of that gray zone of yeah. where most... Where the other five hundred <laughs> Phantom Zone, it's the, <laughs> yeah. it's, we're gonna vanish. It's the ninety eighth worst game on the Super Nintendo. Like it's, it's right there. Yeah. Uh, you guys curious what Flopsy has to say about the game? Sure. Flopsy has to say about the game. What do you think? What do you think? Flop. What do you think? Flopsy star rating is for Ultraman? Two and a half stars. Two and a half. Two stars. According to Flopsy, aka the Ultimate Nintendo Should Guide. Be one, but. To the SNES <laughs> Library 1991 through 1998 by Pat Contry, courtesy of Monster Mole Mike, they give it one and a half stars. Oh, good. Hey, okay. Yeah, one and a half stars. Good for them. Yeah, for real. But I do feel like this game is like an easy one to shit on. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine mm-hmm. anyone booting up this game and playing it for five minutes and going, man, this is actually pretty good. I don't man, know. It's, I like, like it. it's like I'm Ultraman. Yeah, maybe yeah. it is oh. like the ultimate test for like how big of an Ultraman fan <laughs> you are. Like at conventions are people like, I like Ultraman towards the future on the Super Nintendo. And all everyone else is like, ooh, wow, this He's is a, the fan. He is a fan. At, uh, at uh, Old School Wrestling, uh, out of, out of Murray, because they have their own little, little wrestling Thank federation. You. Thank you. I almost brought this man up. <laughs> A guy I went to high school with, uh, his his wrestling name is The Ultraman. <laughs> Wasn't it like Ultraman Trey or something like yep, that? Ultraman, <laughs> yep, Ultraman. Yep. Ultraman and his full name. <laughs> it was right. And he's a, like, you've got people who are legitimately like, what's his, John Caesar, I remember out there, he was like, he had a wrestling who physique. Who is that? He oh, was, that's uh, just a guy. Yeah, just a guy who, like who a wrestled. Wrestler. Like, he was it sounds like, like a wrestler he named looked, John Caesar. He, yeah, he looked like he w- what you would expect to see in the WWF. I was super right. impressed with this dude. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he had zero charisma, whatever, but he was fucking, he looked was like a wrestler. Stat. What are you going to do? And then you've got Ultraman Trey, who is like, like he just stepped off the the uh, the scenes of Freaks and Geeks and went to the wrestling rings. And I'm the Ultraman. It's fine. I'm, <laughs> I'm six foot one and eighty pounds. This is gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing, like, I remember in college seeing the black and white photocopy flyers <laughs> that that he made and like posted around. Because yep. I remember looking at it and being like. Who the fuck is Ultraman Trey? <laughs> <laughs> the 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 guy who considers himself the guy who owns it like thinks he's his own little uh, Murray Vince McMahon like he's a fucking asshole. He Vince would come McMurray. in Vince McMurray. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I was uh, a server and a cook at Huddle House in college, like he would come in with like his little little posse and they would have all the hats in a name and pull out who's going to be the next champion and then write stories around it in, in Huddle House. Okay. Oh. I mean, that kind of sounds like fun. That's something. At least they had like... Yeah. A, a bit of random. Like, I don't know if I don't know if Ultraman Trey was ever the champion. Ever got his name pulled out of that hat and they had to ride around. Maybe, it. yeah, maybe they didn't write his name on the whole sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Sorry, you lose again. I'm pretty sure you're pretty 
pretty sure you're in there, Trey. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the guy. Maybe he's nice, you know, but like nothing against him. But I do remember seeing those flyers and being like, what is this? Did he lose a contest? <laughs> yeah, he lost a bet. He lost a bet. <laughs> is this like, is he on some kind of list and this, the government requires him to do this? <laughs> So in, in lieu of introducing yourself to your neighbors as being a sex offender, you have to join the local backyard wrestling. You just knock on people's and be doors. His butler. <laughs> knock on people's doors, hand them that flyer, and leave. And then be like, well, I informed them. They've been informed. I remember Miller knew him pretty well. I don't know if he was in band with him or not, but I remember like Miller randomly going with this to, show, to a show, and whenever... like. They Ultraman Trey and he walks down and there's like, God damn, is that fucking Trey? <laughs> what the fuck is Trey doing over there? <laughs> Discovered his secret life. Man, you know, that whole like government thing, like notifying your neighbors, I just like, man, I wish I had the pre like the the thought to like back in college make have like a rubber stamp made that just said not a pedophile. <laughs> and just like stamp it on every flyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be really good. And then if he gets mad, it's like, well, I said you're not a pedophile. I don't understand. <laughs> you gotta put definitely. Definitely not. not a pedophile. <laughs> I don't know what you've heard, but this man is not a pedophile. <laughs> uh Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you were to give this game a beard that sums up how you feel about it, what kind of uh, beard would you give it? I would give it the beard of a throne on the floor at the end of the series of Alf. From the Alf puppet, because apparently... Wait, ever, wait what? Apparently every... <laughs> wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> He said he went back to Melmac. What? what are you, what are you talking about? Are you not familiar with the cartoon canon? <laughs> <laughs> well, because apparently everybody on Alf fucking hated being on Alf. Oh, yeah. Like to the extreme, they fucking loathed it. So the beard of it's not like you could tell of Alf when you <laughs> thrown the puppet down on the ground. The goddamn show is fucking over. <laughs> Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you were to give this game a pair of glasses, that sums up how you feel about it. What kind of glasses would you give it? The glasses of the dad on Alf. Whenever <laughs> he would, in frustration at Alf, take them off and be like, oh, Alf. Probably really easy acting for that man who needed yeah. to be on the show. <laughs> yeah. I had to all act opposite a fucking puppet that was way more popular and noble than any of them will ever be. Damn. I, I I don't even know his name. I know him as Alf Dad. Yeah, <laughs> he's been. I've seen, remember seeing him in a lot of shit. But yeah, really? he's Alf, Alf Dad. Did he ever eat? The, did he ever get the cat? Was, wasn't he in? Was he in? Uh, Batteries not included. I have no idea. Or, I said bastard during that movie. Maybe he's in Cocoon. My something. mom slapped me. That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all I remember. That movie. <laughs> uh, I have a quiz. Yeah, let's take a quiz. Two quizzes or. How many quizzes? How many I quizzes do you want to take? I got, a, I got one quiz. Okay. Unless there's a secret quiz? I don't know if we missed. If he sends another one on top of the one we missed. Or no, do no, it. no. Okay, cool. No, I just got the one from last week that we didn't do because of a tornado. Um, you want a break before we quiz? Yeah, you want a break? Yeah, if you don't mind. Yeah, let's break. Welcome to the Tadpole Piss Break Experience. The guys definitely have their dicks in their hands right now. 
enjoy that thought, and we'll be right back. Sorry, man. Out. We're back. Break over. This break brought to you by Piss Dr- Drinkers. <laughs> AKA Druthers of Marion, Kentucky. I know, it's all that. Thank you, Captain Gunner John Turley. <laughs> Breaking news Marion, Kentucky had a Druthers. I did not know I saw that. that text he sent. So now all we have to do is go back in time and we can have our druthers. If I remember, it wasn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> I might have thought so at the time because I was a child. But yeah. I don't think it was anything good. that's not a hot dog wrapped in white bread is. Is, is a treat. It's a treat. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> any, any place that has Norman Rockwell paintings. That is true. Fancy. That is true. Fancy. There was probably a Druthers not far from that <laughs> trailer park. What was your most dreaded childhood food that like you would have to eat, that you got like regularly that you hated? Hmm. Well, I don't I don't I wouldn't say regularly. But my mother was um my mother was a really good cook and she always made she made dinner every night and I, I liked pretty much everything she made but every so often she would serve Brussels sprouts. Oh man, I love Brussels. Sprouts. And I can't eat them. They just mm. they give me that gag reflex like drinking Windex or something. Yeah. And uh or something or something. Come. <laughs> <laughs> I want to isolate that. Nothing gets my gag reflex going like come. Yeah, I just want to isolate that, and that's our new theme song. Instead of moves by Sycamore Drive, it's literally just Ian going come, come, <laughs> come, um, come, come. So that was that was yeah. But I was pretty easy as a kid. I didn't have. T- I wasn't terribly picky. Oh, I was. Yeah, I was picky. I was forced to not be though. You know, it's like it was clean your plate. Or yeah. else type of situation. And so when she served Brussels sprouts, I I would always have to try to gag one down just to mm-hmm. satisfy that requirement. But that was black eyed peas for me. God, I love those. I like them okay now. You know, now that Fergie's in there, but it's like, uh, <laughs> but like as but a Applebee app, it's, uh, uh. <laughs> man, as, as a kid, it was <laughs> as a kid though, man, like black eyed peas were always just like, fuck, fuck, no, <laughs> because my dad was also like, not necessarily clean your plate, but like. Try it. And it's like, I try. I hate this shit. What do you mean try it? I already know. I've tried it once. I didn't like it then. I, it was last week, Dad. It's not, my taste hasn't changed that much. And then they used to always do, like, my dad's superstitious, so, like, they would always do the New Year's We do that, too. We still do that every year. And, like, they still do. My parents do. And, like, I had, I've been forced to do it as a child for so many years that it's just like, I'm ordering a pizza. I never Fuck kn- this shit. I never knew about that tradition. <laughs> the one that you speak of is, at least for us, is there's the three components of a New Year's dinner. The, the meal you eat on New Year's Day right. is, for us, it's sausage, sauerkraut, and black-eyed peas. Yeah. Oh. The sausage is for health, ironically. Mm-hmm. The black-eyed peas are for good luck. Uh-huh. And the sauerkraut symbolizes money. money. See, for oh, us, see, it was for us cabbage. It was cabbage. Cabbage yeah. was money, and well, was money. black-eyed peas were change. So cash and change. Uh, okay. <laughs> black-eyed peas were luck for us, but then instead of sausage, we would have ham. But that was also for health. <laughs> so I don't know. 
But yeah, we still do that every year because that's like one of my favorite fucking meals. I, I love if that you love it, then great. Yeah, it works but out for me. Holy shit! As a kid, it was just like <laughs> yeah, because I, I don't like that. cabbage sauerkraut. Well, the sauerkraut. Um, the is older cabbage, I, I'm going to make a post on Facebook because the older I get, the more I fucking love cabbage and everything about cabbage. Isn't like, cabbage? Isn't sauerkraut oh, cabbage? Man. Sauerkraut, been like, kimchi, fried okay. cabbage, fucking cabbage and egg rolls. I like, like cabbage and egg rolls, but like man. just fucking cabbage. Plus I don't it, like that as like just a thing where it's like mm. here's your cabbage. Well, plus oh, I it's love, also. Like, Stir fried cabbage with like red pepper flakes in it and honey. That's also uh, sounds like it would be okay. This was literally boiled, boiled cabbage. cabbage. Well, and that's, what <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Here's like your the, borch and your cabbage. <laughs> the precursor to boiled cabbage is your fucking entire house stinks oh, yeah. of boiled mm-hmm. cabbage. And that's not And then your dad's farts you're like, stink for the rest of the fucking night because <laughs> here, of the boiled this, cabbage. Eat this stinky food. Just try it. You'll love it. Man, we used to like my my dad like loves the collard greens. Oh yeah, um, like any kind of any kind of greens. Geshel greens, big chocobo. Geshel this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like when we would go mustard to like, greens, oh, he love loved mustard, mustard greens. greens. So like whenever we go visit my grandmother, his mom, she would make a shitload of them for him, and it's like that was a fucking six to eight hour drive to her house depending on where we lived at the mm. time and just the fucking rides back every fucking time <laughs> was just no. like oh my fucking god Dad, my, crack a window <laughs> no shit cause like literally yes, no shit, shit. <laughs> just fart <laughs> but like I wouldn't eat them cause I didn't like them my mom wouldn't eat them so there was only one person doing this <laughs> And then, yeah, I do remember several instances playing, like, Mortal Kombat on the Game Gear with the window down. <laughs> In the middle of winter. Yes. <laughs> Your fatality. Yeah. Black Eyed Peas for me and Lima Beans, which I'll eat both now, but as a kid, I didn't, didn't fucking yeah. Lima Beans, I, I ate them when I was a kid. I didn't care for them, but it wasn't, mm. ba- it wasn't bad enough for me to I like them now. argue about it. Yeah, I could eat them now. Melissa, as a kid, liked them. She loved her grandmother's lima beans, but that's the only lima bean she would eat. I, I could, under no circumstances, could I make a lima bean she would eat. Yeah. Only whatever her grandmother's recipe was, and no one knows it. So. I really came around on peas. I used oh, to like yeah. not like peas. peas as a kid. But peas like, and now, mashed like, potatoes. Like snap peas, like I mean like mm. good peas. I still don't like mushy peas, especially when they're like, I can do mushy peas if they are fucking hot, mm. like steaming. Mm-hmm. But if they are n- any... Degree less than steaming hot mushy peas. Are <laughs> I just get like, cold peas. God, man, it's the I like worst. those I cold like boogers those. and cum. Just mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like those flash frozen fresh peas, the bird's eye style. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah, I don't mind a, a can can a good lasur pea in a can <laughs> with mashed potatoes. Yeah. It's like it's it's like I love certain food combinations and I can only eat them together. Like. I don't like deviled head, deviled head, deviled eggs. I love deviled head. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking grab those horns. (laughs) Deviled, deviled eggs with. I have to have bread, a roll or a croissant. I can't have it by itself. The texture is just. But if I can follow it with a piece of bread, if I can eat deviled eggs all day long. Yeah. And then peas, as long as I have mashed potatoes. No, Uh, not. I've I've touched on this. I could eat myself to death on deviled eggs. I love them. Love them. And what. What I really want to make, uh, I saw on TikTok, a good one of, of these Bloody Mary deviled eggs. It looked fucking great. I'm going to make so, at some point this year. Okay. So. That sounds appalling. Oh, but it, it looks really good. Yeah. So you've got the 
deviled egg, but like it's uh, got a little tomato in it, and yeah, it looks like it's Old Bay covering the whole top of it. Oh, you got Tony. Yeah, you're right. And then like a skewer of like pickle and okra and something else in it, and it looks like like yeah, okay. okay, I'm gonna make those. Sweet. I'm more of a mimosa than a Bloody Mary. Mm. Anytime there's a mimosa deviled egg. I, I've only had that. one. I've only had one Bloody Mary my whole life, and I did not did not enjoy it. But it, it got the job done when Josh and I did those Bloody Beasts yeah. in, in Atlanta. But those are like, like the <laughs> fucking those are like the a big gallon of Bloody, of Bloody Mary, Mary. Yeah, <laughs> with a fucking steak on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, anytime there was like a brunch, because like when I was in Lexington, there were like a few brunches that I had to go to, like for work. Yeah. And it was a weird work situation where it's like, ah, this is a work function where we're just really going to drink. And it's like, okay, I'd rather stay at home and do that, but oh, okay. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would always go for the mimosas instead of the Bloody Marys. You ever have a Jaeger lunch at your job there? No, 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 no. <laughs> Ready to do your new one. <laughs> yeah, that you one. You guys, let's start a new office tradition. New tradition. Hi, I'm new here. I'd like to <laughs> throw this out on the table. Uh, how about Jaeger lunch every Friday? <laughs> oh, every Friday. <laughs> you know how, like, uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's pretty much just me and one of you in the building, and I scare the shit out of you because you're like, oh, yeah, a man works here now. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm scared because I don't want to set, I don't know how to set the alarm. So I'm like wandering the hallways, desperately trying to find somebody. And it's like, I find somebody, I knock on the door. They're like, ah! (laughs) Let's do that again, but this time we're both drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I would think that would take the tension level down, way down. Man, I scare so many people unintentionally. I fucking hate it because it's like, and I also don't want to be super loud to let people know that I'm there because that's also like, hey! (laughs) <laughs> That's also like disconcerting. So. I'm coming. I'm not creepy. Not a pedophile. <laughs> Definitely not a pedophile. Is it, who's here? <laughs> who's here? <laughs> Am I alone? Am I alone? <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> I'm a man. Ah. <laughs> uh. Let's take that quiz. All right, let's take the quiz. Do you remember, guys, can we not, can we like just stop talking about Super Nintendo games on this podcast? Just take like quizzes? Like, no, just do this. <laughs> this is fun. This let's is, do all calls next week. How about that? Well, we, well, yeah. Oh, wow. That's weird you mentioned that. That's a great idea. Let's do all calls. That wasn't planned out at all. No, I mean, we should, this should just be a fucking show that mm. like we don't do Super Nintendo. Like, we should just do this. Okay. <laughs> we should just do this. Drop the soup, drop the fucking video game. Like, if it comes up, it comes up. We can talk about Bioshock or whatever yeah. for 15 <laughs> minutes. I don't know. I just feel like the video game segments are always like, and now for the unfun part of the show <laughs> that we're obligated to do, mm-hmm. that none of us really want to do, <laughs> no one really wants to listen to, but buckle up for 20 minutes, we'll get through this, and then we'll talk about fucking New Year's mm-hmm. Super Tell you all about this bad thing that we hated and all the reasons yeah. we hated it, and then we'll go and have some fun. <laughs> Again, it's like they always the shows start out where it's like, we're having fun, and then we get to the games, and it's like, it. this is a thing we have to do, and and then we come back out of it, and it's mm. like, here we are. <laughs> I don't know. Food for thought, I guess. Um, I do have a quiz that came in from one Ross Rachel Green from across the pond. Uh, it came in uh, a week ago. 
entitled, And Now We Are All Sick. Thanks, kid. That sound familiar? Have mm. we done this? Oh, is that where his son came back with COVID? Well, Ross begins. Potentially a second time. I can't remember if I've read this or not. Okay. Uh, well, it was going to happen, wasn't it? We all got the dreaded lurgy. Lurgy? Mm. Lurgy. Uh, coot, slash cooties from the smallest one in the house. He's got a few more days of isolation left, so it's probably fine to send him our grocery shopping for us. <laughs> <laughs> I am stuck in like until- a British urchin. <laughs> a fine goose for my parents, sir. Be gone, gutter snipe. Uh, I am stuck in until the 17th. Ross is nodding. He's, <laughs> he's stuck in until the 17th, which will be a few more days after this goes live. Uh, unless there's like a tornado or something, right? in which case uh, that's already happened. Um, so at least I have the weekend before going back to work, though I'll be bored shitless by then. Any N64 games from IGN's list? Today is 15 to 6 because the top five is far too easy. Yeah. Are you boys, uh, except for maybe Ian, ready to fucking bomb a N64 test? I don't know that I'll be much better either, but we'll we'll give you'll it a better. shot. You'll be better. I think you'll be better. I do. All right, Ross. I hope things. Uh, all. I hope everyone's fine and out of isolation and not sick. First question. Oh 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 oh. Also, Ross says. Also, announce the game, Dave. I don't know what that means, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Um. First question. This game really defined first-person shooters for a console and is regarded as one of the best movie tie-in games of all time. Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Goldeneye, but that's that that's on that's not in the top 10, 15 mm. through 6, maybe it's 6. All right. Goldeneye, for sure. Logging it in. It is Goldeneye 007. Uh, next question. This is the third in its series of palm fucking mini game collections. Mario, Mario Party, Party 3. 3. Yep. Logging that in. It is Mario Party 3. Next question. This sequel is an odd mix of 2D and 3D, RTS and RPG, story and exploration, and gameplay that puts more weight on the planning phase than the actual battle itself. Act Razor 64. It'd be pretty good, though. It would be pretty good. See, I was going to say either Kirby or Yoshi because they were, you know, 2.5D. 2.5D, yeah. But they're not, there's not like a planning phase in either of those games. I don't know. Mm, what is an RT, what is a 2D and 3D RTS slash RPG? I mean, on the N64? On the N64, or, or period, right? I mean, like, because like when I think RTS, I think of like Warcraft, and I, you know, think of maybe even like Command and Conquer. That uh, that section where you get the Phoenix material in Final Fantasy VII. Oh yeah, final, the, uh, final answer. <laughs> what was that? The Fort Condor. Fort Condor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII sixty four <laughs> doesn't exist. Or fortunately, I should say. Yeah, you're right. Goddamn right. Fortunately. Yeah. It's a sequel, too. So it's not even like the first one of these. 
And apparently it's like a well-known N64 game because it's in like the top 15. I have no idea. I have no none. Idea Any clue. Like this is like an armored core game where you're big robots you have to plan and deploy or some shit. You want to pass or you just want to, or just because we're not going to get this one, I feel like. I don't know. Or do you just want to, Armored Core? Armored Core 2. Armored Core 2, (laughs) locking it in. It is Ogre Battle 64, Person of Lordly Caliber. I had no idea there was an Ogre Battle for N64. I did, but I haven't played it, so I don't think about it. I've heard a few podcasts about it and like it's real mixed, which is why I'm kind of surprised like that it's in this list mm-hmm. because like I have heard really bad things about that game. Um cuz I thought Ogre Battle, but it's like, oh, but there's not one for the N64 surely. Yeah. Uh next question, this game is essentially a reskin of a popular PS1 sports game with Nintendo characters. Mario Golf? Mario Tennis? Tennis? What is a popular PS1 sports game? We talked about a popular PS1 sports game recently in one of these quizzes. Didn't we? Probably. Super Mario Strikers? Strikers could be. I don't know. Was that... That was... Ugh. Was that in 64? I don't even know. I don't know. Better, game, I, I, better I, GameCube. Yeah, I played it. Yeah, it was probably GameCube. Probably was. Oh. Fuck, guys. Uh, I don't know. I would say it would almost have to be like tennis. But it's a reskin. Oh. Hmm. A reskin of a popular PS1 sports game. I mean, Mario Tennis is definitely an N64 game. Mm-hmm. I think it's other tennis or golf. And it would probably be up there in the higher numbers. Probably. So. Which one do you want to go with? I don't even know. If, is there Mario Golf on 64? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I played it on GameCube, so maybe tennis. Maybe I know tennis. tennis for sure exists on the tennis. 64 because we did an episode on it. Yep, tennis then. Try tennis, it. Mario Tennis, logging it in. It is fucking, I'm so sorry. Mario Golf. Oh. I didn't know this existed. Uh, yeah. Do you know what the PS1 game was? Uh, Hot Shots Golf. Uh, I think it is. Because it's everybody's golf, which I think is like, isn't that like a rebrand of Hot Shots Golf or vice versa? Paul Corn knows. I don't know. He'll let us know. <laughs> um, but yeah, Mario Golf. Had no idea that was an N64 game. Uh, next question. This game is yet another reskin of the beloved Panel de Pond. What's Panel de Pond? I don't know that one. Uh, I, probably a puzzle game, right? Probably. I f- we've definitely mentioned it on the show, but I don't care enough to commit it to memory. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> what was there? Uh, t- Tetris sixty four. <laughs> you got Tetris three. On Did the that N64. exist? I don't know. Clax. Sure. <laughs> Quest sixty four. I don't know. <laughs> Diddy Diddy Kong's Racing. <laughs> That'll be in there. Penalty Palm. Uh, no clue. Tetris 64, locking it in. Yep. It is Pokemon Puzzle League. Oh. I would have never in a million years. Uh-uh. Nope. Uh, that, like, even just, like, that combination of words is like, nah, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, next question. This game featured a vehicle that was hidden in the game for six months to coincide with a movie released 
and was unlocked by a code. Herbie fully loaded. That's a pretty good guess. <laughs> Only other thing I can think of is when did the Italian job come out? That was post N64, right? Because that like the, the Mini Coopers one. were all like a big deal in that movie. Yeah, the right? modern mm. there was an old version of that movie. Sure, right. But, but that know, was like super like sixties, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was that was like two thousands. <gasps> oh, I I know what this is. I think I do I think I know what this is. is that Volkswagen racing? No, no, no. This is a Star Wars game. Uh because remember, like there was this thing about like because this is around the time of Phantom Menace. Is this the pod this is, racing game? No, no, no. I don't think it's a pod racing game. I think this game, I think this was like a space combat Star Wars game that had like one of the fucking... Um, had Herbie fully loaded in Herbie fully loaded. <laughs> Airbud was piloting the Herbie fully loaded. <laughs> yeah, it's that. Darth Vader in Herbie. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it was a fucking great clip. <laughs> I won't buy the premium video, but it gets, it gets me there, just the clip. Um, no, it had one of, like I guess, one of the Phantom Menace fighters in the game, but I don't think they released the code for it until after the movie oh, released. Oh, okay. So, but I don't know the name of the game. God, the only one that I could... The only one I think of is the pod racing one, but I know that's not it. There was a Rogue Squadron, right? Shadows Maybe of the Empire? Rogue I don't think Squadron. it's Shadows of the Empire because that Rogue was... Rogue Squadron is probably a good guess. Because we did that one for the show, didn't we? We did. That would be... I think Rogue Squadron would And you were Kmart Han Solo running through shit. Yeah, Dash Rendar yeah. and Shadows of the Empire. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Rogue Squadron was like all... Mostly like dogfighting and third person. Yeah, Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron. Locking it in. It is Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Nice. Oh, fucking good job. Good Lord. I only knew that because of Star Wars trivia. Like otherwise. <laughs> Terra Kasai, that's the thing, right? Did you, it, it is. I rented that. ships. You ready to talk about that game unenthusiastically for 20 minutes? <laughs> I am. <laughs> they were good, good they, shit. They, they canonized that in the uh, solo movie at the end of it. Uh, the Spoilers. Woman, one of the one of the characters at the end. She is, she a, is a master of Karaskasi, mm -hmm. and it's like they brought that in. I <laughs> I laughed when that I did was too. I was just like the, the theater. What? Yeah. Who knows what? I do, but who else knows this? Do you guys remember when Han Solo fist fought Darth Vader? <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, next question. Uh, I need to stream that game sometime because holy shit, I remember renting that and it was dumb fun. Yeah, like, yeah. And I remember it getting like totally like destroyed by critics, but like, and I get it because it is ridiculous. Where it's like there's a battle, there's a a fucking uh, MMA ring where Darth Vader and Han Solo are fucking <laughs> fighting each other in a made up martial art. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it was like this is fucking stupid and fun because it's like I don't know, it's just kind of like. Weirdly, I mean, he was in Soul Calibur doing that shit too. So that's right. Yeah, him and, and Yoda, right? <laughs> him and Yoda, and like Jason, Freddy. I don't know. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Next question. Uh, this racing game featured dynamic weather and course conditions, and had a punishing difficulty curb for first-time players. This uh, cruising game. Did the cruising games Ooh. get out on the N sixty four? Sixty four. I, I want to say, yeah, cruising. Cruising, cruising USA, USA or, or 64 I think it'd or World. Be cruising 64. I thought. I think I remember that being a thing, but I'm not. Sh I'm not certain. But that, that sounds like a good guess because cruising's always had the weather yeah. effect. And, and I don't really recall a lot of like famous racing games on the N64 outside of 
you know, Mario, Mario Kart, Kart and yeah. Diddy Kong's mm-hmm. racing. Cruising? Cruising. Sure. Cruising, locking it in. It is Wave Race 64. Oh. Yeah, forgot fucking, about it. Fucking Wave Race. I never played a, it. That was a good it. game. I liked it, yeah. but it was very hard. Is to it like play. Jet Ski? Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Yeah, I played that. Josh and I played that a lot. Next question. This strange party game was unlike anything that came before it and has become so popular there are multiple sequels and clones. You don't know Jack? Hmm. Maybe. Did that come out on the 64? I remember playing it on the PC in that know. era. I, I played it on know. the PC too. Cookie Masterson? Fuck yeah. Licorice Breastbone. <laughs> Strange party game. I can name one party game. I can name three party games from the yeah. N64, yeah. and they all start with <laughs> Is it Mario. Another Mario, Kart? <laughs> Is it a Mario party game. Mario Party Two. Man, this one's. Uh, this has to be Mario Party One. It has to be right. That's what I would think. Yeah, yeah it has no, to that's be. Gotta be it. That's gotta. This be strange it. party game was unlike anything that came before it. And Mario has become Party. so popular, there are multiple sequels and clones. Yeah, has to be Mario Party. Yeah, Mario Party. Locking it in. <laughs> you don't know Jack? <laughs> Super Smash Brothers. God. Oh. Uh, okay. God, for some reason, Fair. I thought that Fair. came out on GameCube first. No, that's yeah. like, that was Melee on the GameCube. Oh, okay. The N64 version, like the thing I remember the most about that, because I didn't play it until we did it for the show, mm-hmm. was the commercial. Uh, mm-hmm. Where they had all the Nintendo like mascot characters essentially like oh, in yeah. costumes and yeah. it was live action. It was like you and me and yeah, me and you. So wow. <laughs> yeah. Next question: On a console that was famous for stepping into 3D, Nintendo went hard on the 2D angle for this game. Kirby, Kirby, or what are, the, what are all the? Oh, uh, Paper Mario? Ooh, Paper, it's good Paper. call. That Paper just Mario. got released on the uh, Switch online oh, yeah? N64 catalog, Paper too. Mario's so Maybe good. I should finish it. I, still, I got up to the so. last battle, and like, Tyler <laughs> was like, it's hard. Rough. And I was like, man, I'm going to do it. <laughs> That's got to be it. Paper, Paper Mario. Really, I, I still need to play Thousand Year Door. Yeah. I bought it. As soon as we finished it, I fucking got on eBay and bought Thousand Year Door. I remember, yeah. That's how much I love Mario. That's good. That's good. Paper Mario... Locking it in. It is Paper Mario. Good job. Next question. This was the first N64 game to support the Rumble Pack. Star Fox. Yeah, Star Fox 64. Yeah. I think it's Star Fox. That's good. That's a good answer. All right. Locking it in. It is Star Fox 64. Nice. Well done, Ian. Next question. The top five are Perfect Dark. Banjo Kazooie, Majora's Mask. Every every one of these I read, I'm like, ugh, <laughs> ugh, ugh. Mario sixty four. Okay, I like that one. And Ocarina. Mm-hmm. Too obvious. And then I don't know. I'm supposed to answer. I don't know what the answer is. Too obvious. Yeah. 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 All right. Yes, we agree. <laughs> Cheers. The answer. The only option is penis. <laughs> right. Thanks, Ross. Uh, next question. Fuck, Mary, kill. Having a wet sock, feeling a pebble in a pair of lace-up boots that takes ages to get on and off, sand between your toes. 
I want to kill the wet sock. You can't do much about a wet sock. You can still unlace that boot, take the rock out. You can still take it off, get the sand out. You gotta wait out a wet sock. It depends on where you are. If you're at home, you could take it off. Just take it off. But I would also like to say there's a technicality. He doesn't say you're wearing the wet sock. Could just sure, be a, just wet, a sock. wet sock. Could just see one. <laughs> Glad that's not on my foot. <laughs> kill wet sock. Um Marry the rock in the shoe and <laughs> f- fuck the sand in between my toes. Fuck that sand. I'm killing the wet sock, but I'm marrying sand between the toes because he doesn't say you have shoes on at the time. I then you could use that as toe sand. <laughs> I don't mind sand between my toes. Not really. I really don't. Like I honestly, like I don't I feel like it's the least offensive of the three. Because it's like even when I'm wearing shoes. Because it's like I remember when we lived in Florida, we lived a block away from the beach, and I feel like I constantly had sand everywhere. Yeah. Maybe I just got used to it, and it sand. was like it's, it's everywhere. It's Gets it. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I probably am gonna marry that. Yeah, I do hate having a pebble in my. Lace-up boots, which I don't own. I don't own a pair of boots. Um, I, I have a couple, and that is kind of a bitch. Yeah. But I still would prefer that. Like he said, you could get rid of that pebble. You can right. get that off of there. But that, a lot wet, easier that wet, than sock, wet sock, assuming you're wearing it, you, you just got to squish around on it. Wet it socks, are, they're the fucking worst. Wet <laughs> socks, I hate wet socks. Yeah. And it's like, that is the thing. That is like definitely a, a household trigger for me. Like if Henry spills something on the floor, like water or something, mm. it doesn't clean it up. And I step in like a puddle and a sock, it's like, what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> All right. Next question. Fuck, Mary kill. The smell of fresh cut grass. The smell after a rainstorm on a hot day. The smell of fresh ground coffee. Ooh. Coffee, rain, and then cut grass. grass. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, yeah, marry, marry, coffee, fuck rain, and kill grass. I'm going to marry coffee, fuck the grass and kill the rain i like them all but i like the smell of fresh cut grass more i'm gonna kill the rain too and it's mainly because while i do like the smell it rarely feels good here yeah like it's it, human yeah sting. it's all it's yeah. yeah you can't get past that enough to enjoy the right. smell and then there's also like it's always like undercut by like the smell of dead earthworms yeah, too. Like yeah. there's that element to it. So at least in that one, there's a little bit bad. So <laughs> it's easy for me to kill it. But like coffee, I love the smell of like coffee mm-hmm. more than I actually like the taste of coffee. Even as a kid, when I yeah. hated the taste of coffee, I still love the oh, smell. Oh man, the smell is mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like tobacco, fresh. Um, yeah, un- tobacco smells really, really good yeah. when it's um, dry, but it stinks when it's burning. Mm. I mean, I don't like the smell of it when it's. I burning. like it when it's burning, <laughs> but I know that I know that the majority of people think it stinks. I just don't burning. like the smell of it when it's been like baked into somebody's coat for three days. That's me. That's, That's me. That all was the time. me too. Yeah. And I used to fucking like. I remember when I quit. And I remember it not bothering me until I quit, and then I quit, and I was like, fucking my clothes fucking smell yeah. so bad. What the fuck? Yep. <laughs> um, but I do like the smell of fresh cut grass, I especially. Hate, I hate everything with lawns and grass so much. Sure. Fuck all of it. Fuck all of it all the time. 
when it's not my, I don't know, when I'm done with mine, it's always just like, ah. Yeah. Ah, I'm glad. Look out over the work you've accomplished. Yeah. And, you know. Even when it's someone else's, and I'm like, I didn't have to do that work. Oh, it smells good. Yeah. Um, That's why I, another reason I love winter so much is like, fucking yes. Yeah. Fucking yeah. yes. Even like the fall, it's like one mo, one mo in the fall, and that's mm-hmm. an early fall, and everything after that is just like, I will deal with this in the spring, mm-hmm. and deal with it we will. Because <laughs> that's when you're like, okay, twice a week, fuck, fuck, fuck. Oh, God, I know. I don't mind the mowing. I, don't, I just don't like the oppressive heat that you have to deal with while you're mowing. I definitely mind the mowing, too. But, yeah, the heat does make it worse. Uh, so I will, I guess, fuck the smell of fresh ground coffee and marry the smell of fresh cut grass. Next question. Fuck, marry, kill. Being a hungry, being a thirsty, being tired. I'm always tired. Okay. Fair. So I can marry that because I'm used to it. Okay. It's like an arranged marriage. I get, I gotta, I gotta fuck being... It's tough because it I'm tough. always thirsty too. <laughs> but <laughs> me too, I brother. Can deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I would rather be thirsty than hungry. So I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna fuck thirsty and kill hungry. Okay. That's yeah, it's hard. Ty- Tyler, what do you think? See, when I hear tired, I think sleepy. Uh, okay. So that makes me want to want to marry that. Because it's a sensation I, I have to take drugs to feel. Right. Okay. So, feeling sleepy sounds great. Um, but next to that, I'm gonna fuck fuck thirst because I thirsty sucks. Um, hunger I can I can deal with. I'm not a a hangry or grumpy hungry person. So, that's a gift. That's a gift because I'm definitely I definitely get. Aggravated and hangry, Me too. Uh, for sure. Everyone in my family does, which always makes for like a great time because we're usually hungry at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely gonna. I don't, it's tough though, man, because it's like I constantly. If I don't have a drink, whether it be a soda or water, if I don't have a drink nearby, I get fucking like worried. My water bottle is almost empty, and I'm. You're having some I'm having anxiety, some anxiety over yeah, it. I'm like no, trying like, not to drink it so that I have some conserve. available later. I feel that. And it's like I'm constantly <laughs> thinking about where my next drink is coming. Like yeah. I, they're weirdly like I revolve decisions around like uh when can I get when can I refill water? Or when will I have access to um some refreshment that I can buy? I never do not have a drink with me. If I go to pick up dinner yeah we don't bring it, we don't normally buy drinks at sure restaurants yeah for like whatever i'll bring that with me mm-hmm. make sure like i might get stuck in the just hamburgers drive through for 30 minutes yep. and i'm gonna get thirsty so chances that's are coming you with will me. yeah i get caught in there uh i'm gonna fuck i'm gonna i'm gonna kill being thirsty yeah and then yeah, i'll yeah i probably should switch my answer actually and then i guess i'll god i guess i'll fuck being hungry and i'll just be miserable but like, yeah, being tired, like being tired when you have shit that you have to do really sucks. Um, but I feel like out of the three of those, it's probably the most manageable. Right. Mm. So I guess I'll marry that. 
That's it. Thank you, Ross. I have one. Just one Mary Fuck kill. Okay, great. But yes, thank you, Ross. Um, this one I saw, and I think I, I already know my answer, obviously, but uh, Mary Fuck Kill, an 850 credit score, $2 million in cash, or $4,000 a week for life. Uh, that's wait, wait, wait. Read it again. Mary Fuck Kill, 80, an 800, a perfect credit score, an mm-hmm. 850. $2 million in cash. We're going to say tax-free. Let me get my calculator. And $4,000 a week <laughs> for life. I got I to gotta like, right, parse this. Just to get like a scale. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay, so like $4,000 a week. If we're saying, even if ta- before taxes come out, that's like 208000 a year. Yeah. I'm going to marry that. I am too. Yep, me too. Um, that's a guarantee, you know can, right? You know, you don't. You've got two million that you have to somehow. Everybody's gonna come asking for it. Everybody wants help. Four thousand. Yeah. Like, so all I got, all I got, eight hundred left this week, man. Sorry. But yeah, <laughs> one's a finite resource, and the other is replenished. Exactly. So like, you've got that constant, like the the uh, publisher's clearinghouse thing is now a seven thousand dollars a week for life prize and you can hand that off to somebody else after you're dead wow that's amazing that they fucking i'm surprised to hear that but at the end of the day it works out better for them because as you say it's two hundred and eight thousand dollars versus them handing you a check for 20 million or Mm. whatever it is right but i don't care i don't need to have two million dollars in cash in my hand that i could fucking do stupid shit with and then it's all gone right exactly I which is what, what would happen i would me, rather that sure. be the weekly thing is like i know mm-hmm. i just know you can plan I got around that, that and i could you can budget around easily. that i mean my yeah. life would improve so much yeah, absolutely. for four thousand dollars a week are you sh- kidding me absolutely God. it would be uh, an amazing to know that every week i got a four thousand dollars coming to me i don't care i know it's coming now let me ask you this this might actually affect my answer do you have to work for that money or is it just money that i think shows it's just up? money that shows up okay because if it was like i can either work for that amount per week or i could take the big lump sum then i might change my answer to i'll take the big lump sum and just and enjoy just, a few years of my life <laughs> as opposed go. to working myself well and you death. could you could even take part of that two million and put it into something that grows and invested and you could sure probably stick what you could probably get by live off of that for if a while. you were smart with the money you could yeah. get by on that i don't for trust a long myself time. i read um, i don't either a very Me. long reddit thread about <laughs> if you win the lottery here's what you should do yeah like it mostly Most ruins everybody's lives blow it and so if you get yeah, if you get 300 million what you do is go ahead uh find contact a lawyer like a mm-hmm. big lawyer whoever the partner is Somewhere far away in a big city that you know no one, they don't know one, no attachments. Find them, find the law firm, insist, nope, this partner, this is who I want, that's it. Someone who's knowledgeable and high up to to manage your money and set up all these trusts. It's like Mm -hmm. never hand out cash to anybody. Instead, carve out 20% of your fortune and then use it to get bonds, stocks, whatever, set that up, set up a trust that they can't touch. And then give that to people. Like, here, this is money that's going to make you money for the rest of your life. Here you go. It's yours to manage. I don't hand out cash, but this is how I'm helping you. Give that to all the people that you that you love and want to help support and set up college funds and trusts for kids. Don't hand out any cash. And then after that, it was like it was like three or four pages of 
and it's fucking brilliant. But that this is absolutely like what you what you should do. Like, so that's immediate immediate thing. Never hand out cash. Try to be ran anonymous. Set up something that people can then. Here's a gift. Manage it. Hmm. There's one of those shows on like HGTV or whatever, where this super flamboyant dude like helps people buy houses after they win the lottery, and I fucking hate it because oh, yeah. it's just like the worst thing you could do. If I got that money. All right, maybe I'll pick up a condo somewhere nice like Florida or something just to be able to go to uh, to visit. But I'm staying right here, and I'm going to fix up my house or else buy a relatively reasonably priced house here in this area where it's super cheap to live relative mm-hmm. to most places and just not do that crazy shit because this guy's got these people buying houses that are just – they're going to die from – they're going to lose it all from the taxes alone. You sure. Know? And it's just a terrible, terrible thing. Logically, I think the same thing where it's like, yeah, I would continue to live here and just like maybe get a nicer house here. But like, I also know that like in two years, if I'm not working, I'm going to be like, I'm bored. I want to move. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I'm fucking, I got to do something. Um, and I think that I would probably not stick to that plan. Because I honestly think it'd just be like, fuck, I gotta like do something, you know. Well, for, but if you go the four thousand a week route, you're right. gonna be able to afford to do that. I'm right. Gonna, you guys want to go to Disney World next month? Sure, yeah. we got that. Right, we got that covered. Yeah. No problem. Let's all go. Yeah, invite your friends. I would kill the eight fifty credit score because yeah, it's like too. I don't. I mean, you don't need if you have the other two, you don't need that one. Yeah, yeah, and so that's that means we're all taking the four thousand to marry, fucking the two million, and killing the eight fifty credit mm-hmm. score. Because yeah, if I've got four thousand in cash, I don't need a credit score every week. I don't need a fucking credit score. Mm-hmm. I could I could take you know half that every week and save it and go buy a new car right. after a short period of time. Yeah, because you know? I saw a TikTok about where Shaq was talking about how he got his first like endorsement deal. They cut him a check for a million dollars. He was like, you know, I went then. I'd always wanted a black-on-black uh, Benz. It was amazing. I went that day. I got that check. I went and I bought <laughs> brand-new, fully-loaded, black-on-black Benz. Drove it home. Drove it to my parents' house. Pulled up in the driveway. My dad's like, where's mine? It's like, yeah, you know, he, this is the man who raised me. He loves me. I love him. All right. Went, bought a second. Black-on-black Benz. Brand-new, fully-loaded for him. We get back. By the time my mom's off work, she's like, you guys got this? Where's mine? <laughs> oh, shit. We went back out, got a third, black on black, full new, full load of bins, got home. My manager called me and was like, Shaq, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is why almost everyone who retires in the NBA, they're all fucking broke. I'm not going to let you do this. It reminds me of my favorite children's story. If you give an O'Neill a black on black Mercedes Benz, <laughs> well, I think that's now why he's the uh, like a majority stakeholder in Papa John's. We were talking, yeah. Tony and I were talking about him last night, and he's he endorses fucking everything. Mm-hmm. There's a he he does Epson printers now, and Papa John's, and the General Insurance, and I mean he is diversified. <laughs> The general man. Sorry, every I know time, every you don't take it seriously. I remember what as a as, they got like Shaq a kid, money. he had so many wrecks. That was the only people that would insure him. So oh, now he's right? their spokesman. Yep. Well, and it's funny because we were just talking about him last night and thinking, you know, out of the, most of the guys in the NBA that get rich, they fucking squander it and they blow it and they don't have anything to show for it in ten years. And he has done the opposite because you yep. you have got to be liquid as fuck to open up a Papa John's franchise. Mm-hmm. 
Like you it have to nuts. have the money up front, and then you have to have at least a million dollars in liquid assets to be able to throw at it should the need arise. And he's got yeah. like seven or eight restaurants. I watched that, and the one opening Chick Fil A is even more. Like, oh yeah, there's... that I looked into a Dunkin' Donuts once just mm-hmm. for the hell of it. It's just like that there too. Yep. You got to <clears throat> really have money. But yeah, he's everywhere, and he's done it right. I mean, that dude yep. is fine now. Because what he had, uh, there's another thing him talking about how he he had gotten a huge deal with like Adidas or something like that, and um, he has these shoes and he's out at a store at a Foot Locker, and he's talking. He's a woman comes up in a shopping for shoes, and he's like, "Hey, well, you like these?" She's like, "What well, are these yours?" And she got pissed off at him. She's like, "Why don't Why don't you put your face on an affordable shoe for all of us?" You know, I get my son's gonna want that. I can't, I can't afford that for him. Why, why would you do that? And he was like, that affected me. I went home and I gave the money back to Adidas and said, I'm out. And I started my own shoe line that I sell at Walmart. Yep, so. Henry's on a pair of Shaq shoes. <laughs> That's yep. awesome. And I didn't even know it was a thing until like he came home. And I was like, there are Shaq shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited. That's awesome, though. I mean, I like the way he thinks. That's yep. just the kind of thing he wants to. Try to help. Yep. You know, I mean, I know that's not him giving money to everybody, but right, that's not like he, true the, altruism. But I what mean, what he chooses to endorse and how he chooses yeah. to take make decisions mm-hmm. is based on good things, and sure. not just wealth and profit. Not just greed. I think yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, I like that guy. A lot. Good image too. Yeah, it really is. In a in a time where that is few and far between. Mm-hmm. Well, we got anything else? Do you want to know what we're going to play next time? I know next week we're going to do all calls, but... Let's do it next week. Okay. We might forget. <laughs> we might forget. That's true. But yeah, with all the holiday shit going on, like we're, we're way off our normal recording schedule because we all have conflicts mm-hmm. until 2022. So mm-hmm. I think trying to fit in another game is going to be not enjoyable so let's make mm. it an enjoyable experience and we all talked about all calls and so. i mean like what i said like we'll just what sit I said around earlier, shoot the shit do whatever just we'll just have fun what i said earlier not a joke i mean like if we want to make this thing not about uh, not about super nintendo games if we just want to like do the fun parts of this show i'm totally fine with that so uh, honestly i'm not I we gotta make see... a decision now mm. but i mean well but, it's like a... for real like yeah one thing to take into consideration is when i go into discord the the discord channel yeah nobody ever talks about rarely ever talks about the game game. it's Mm -hmm. the stuff other stuff we talked about and the other Mm -hmm. stuff that people can relate to i mean most of the people listening to the show aren't going to sit down and play the fucking game just because we did but usually they're fucking awful but then again there's a part of the audience that might prefer that you know there probably is i think honestly i think it comes down to uh what's more fun for us and what we actually want to do for this podcast yeah. like i mean like if we want this we just gotta talk about it well a lot yeah, of streamers that start off playing games pewdiepie markiplier they they got their following playing games and eventually they get away from it because when it's a job it, it starts to suck mm-hmm. and like it finding a way to enjoy it and producing content mm-hmm. is that's going to keep you engaged is more important so yeah. the gaming becomes less and less and less yeah well, and it's also like, and I mean, like, it at one at on one hand, it's like very funny to like even mention them because obviously they're wildly successful. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the other hand is like, is truly like, is this podcast like 
ever going to get like bigger just because we're playing Super Nintendo games? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think the answer to that is probably not. Yep. No, I think, and this, the the podcasting, the game podcast market is saturated with people playing Super Nintendo games. So you're not wrong. I don't know that that's necessary. For the people that are still here, that are still with us, that we've sort of formed this community around, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it isn't that important. I'm just throwing it out there. Let's like I said, it. I don't want like, I'm not looking for like final answers yeah, yeah, or anything yeah. right now. But I mean, it is kind of one of those things where it's like, it's, I don't know. We'll talk about it. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably enough on mic talk about it, I guess. Sure. So for the Discord to pick up and discuss that we can then like, well, somebody over there. Okay, yeah. What? <laughs> Did you sing Black Betty? <laughs> man, you can get on your, your Discord over here, man. See what everybody talk about. about that. Bam, 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 bam. That's it. I don't have That's anything it. else. Yep. Um, thanks to our executive producers. Mm-hmm. These are mm-hmm. people who donate on Patreon.com at $20 or more a month. Thank you guys. It's really awesome uh, that that you do that. Uh, we we do obviously really appreciate it, uh, and would like to give you a little bit of a shout out. Uh, this episode was executive produced by the following people: uh, Princess Consuela, Banana Hammock, Flava Trick, Taryn Landon, God Emperor Alex Pena, Cousin David Galino, Plinko Nick Price, Temporal Eternal Savior Cubicle Monkey, Steve Dixon, Cathusius Jeff Miners, Clambro Cody Phillips. Bantha Master, Executive Producer Dig Dougie, Gamebug Prime, Nathan Eaton, Time Lord Josh Edwards, Matt Gentile, aka Gentle G, congratulations on your marriage. Sick Jake, we're sorry you fell for the marketing. Magical Sleeper, aka Big Dick Pie Baker, Chris Vaughn, Usurper Grim, Pinball Archmage, Chris Edler, I'm sorry you couldn't be on this episode. Platinum member Brett Miller, Sandwich Pope, Phil Hawkins, Nate from Utah, first time caller, Drinksmith, Joey Webster, Master Cycle Baron Kevin Link, Barbecue Baron Andrew Rowland, and General Kenobi Massacre. Thanks, guys. Very much. Hell yeah. And we're on all the social media. Yeah. We're on all of it. Just it's, do a search for Tadpog. If it yeah. says Tadpole, say, nope, I meant Tadpog. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you're on Twitch, where Dave streams every week, mm-hmm. you search for Tadpog, you need to make sure you throw that underscore podcast under there because there is some other Twitch I know. thing out there that has like two followers mm-hmm. that's just Tadpog in lowercase letters. That's yeah. not Dave. That's not. That's, yeah. It has nothing to do with us. Uh, our theme song is Moves by Sycamore Drive. You can find that on the show notes, like everything else. It's mm-hmm. on the show notes. How you guys want to close it out? Shoo! Um, as Ian's substitute teacher, who showed him Ultraman for the first time. So until next time, Tri- uh, Tropical Capricorn. Like horse shit. <laughs> Fucking wake first my, grade. Wake my ass wake up. My ass up and <laughs> <laughs> Come down to school and watch these fucking brats. I'm going to watch goddamn Ultraman's what we're going to do. <laughs> the other option would have been uh, Ultraman Trey, but I feel like <laughs> there's a, sm- albeit small chance that Ultraman Trey might actually listen there, to the show. That, so. Yeah. <laughs> There is more so than anyone else we could have made a reference right, to. That's right. a possibility. So apologies, Ultraman Trey, who is definitely not a pedophile. I think I'm friends with his sister on <laughs> oh, Facebook. Oh, no, we're so. fucked. He's going to come to our houses and beat us up. With wrestling. <laughs> he can only be here for like three minutes. We just got to <laughs> abate him. <laughs>
Oh, I don't know. Was she? Oh, yeah. I can tell me like, oh, she is fucking mad. What'd you do? We played uh, Code Names. Okay. It's like a really fun, like, 15-minute game for multiple people um, where there's, like, someone who gives out clues and then, like, two guessers, and we had, you know, the six of us playing. And it got to where I gave a clue. They got, they guessed two of them correctly, and we got a bonus guess. But... Didn't know, didn't know what to do, and I only had one word out, and and he and Melissa just happened to guess the right word to win us the game. Oh no! Oh oh, she was mad. <laughs> it was like a one, in, probably like a one in eight chance kind of deal. <laughs> I didn't realize that she was mad. I was pretty drunk though, so <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah, no, it was. Code names is like that though, because code names always feels like if feels like code names is designed for everything to hinge on one guess or like mm-hmm. one round mm-hmm. you know what i mean which is interesting design it makes yeah. it like exciting but also it puts me in a spot where it's like well why isn't there just one round <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> right. just one round and whoever wins that one wins the game it's, it's kind of like football where if it, if it if the regular game ends in a tie they have to right. do a the, fucking a mini game, mini game which if, <laughs> the, if you get a purpose. touchdown, you win. <laughs> right. And it's like, well, fuck, we've, we've been here for four yeah. hours. Why don't we just do that? Why don't we just do that? Ad revenue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't sell as much beer and snacks uh-huh. in, in you know, a 15-minute quarter mm-hmm. as you can in three hours. No, it's like that's what's kind of fucked up about football is, is literally like, uh, what kind of timeout is this? I, uh Commercial timeout. Yeah. Twenty second. Yeah. Twenty really? second timeout. Really? This is an yeah. in, it's an injury timeout. Yeah. <laughs> is this oh wow, yeah. This is definitely like a capitalist society <laughs> sport, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, hell, people fucking people that don't like football watch the Super Bowl to see the new commercials, right? So yeah. I mean it's yeah, it's definitely commercial based. Yeah, it's wild to me though, because it's I like, love it though. I love football. Professional football. Yeah. I love it in the same way that like a lot of people we know love wrestling. Mm, you know, yeah. it's just fun to watch and it's if you understand the game, it's it's oh, it's good. And if you don't, it's not. Yeah, it's you're right. I mean, for years I didn't understand it, and finally Tanya and I sat down and we're like, we're gonna figure this fucking game out because we wanted. It's like we because we wanted to watch football, but didn't know what what was going on. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck. Let's just try it. Let's if we don't like it, we can't figure it out. We'll move on to something else. But we did, and now I understand it. I just have so many like bad childhood memories of like my dad watching football right. and being like irate where it's just like nah no, yeah. I don't want to fuck with this that, that <laughs> happens that happens I didn't have a lot of exposure to that sort of thing as a kid my dad wasn't into sports uh-huh. much at all he liked college basketball and that's about it but well that makes sense yeah a lot of people around, around here, here yeah oof. I Which told I mean, you my grandmother fucking bitches at me for never calling her yeah but if I call her during, during the UK game. game, she won't fucking yeah. talk to me. Man, one thing about the what UK basketball is like, I was really into it when I lived in Lexington because it is just like it's Everywhere. just uh, it's a fever. It's just a thing. thing it really there. is. I was too. It's really just a thing. And I, then we moved, and it was like we don't watch it anymore. We were there one year. We were there when I was going to UK. We were living in married housing, uh, and it was I can't remember. I want to say it was ninety three, maybe. Or ninety two, whatever year that they won the championship. Was that when the 
Wildcat had a penis tongue or not? I think it was after <laughs> the post penis tongue. Uh, Lexington was just on fire. I yeah. mean, everybody came screaming out their front door, and it was just, it was a huge party. It was really cool. It yeah, was exciting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I loved it. But I don't get into it. No, anymore. they were setting like, couches on fire when we lived there <laughs> because they won. Yeah, uh, the I guess like the the final four, yeah, the, the tournament, the, the, right? The championship. And it was yeah. like, I mean, I remember like the news being like, if you don't need to go anywhere tonight, <laughs> maybe stay home. Don't, because yeah, and it was just shot after shot of couches on fire. It's, it's a fever pitch. It gets to a fever pitch in Lexington. It's hard to not be involved. A it's little exciting bit when you're in the town because they get fucking. They get busy. Up it's there. wild, it's man. Crazy. You can't like have a conversation like without it coming up. No, no, you can't. And it's like also wild to like just run into the players occasionally. Yeah, where it's yeah. just like, oh, this is fucking cool. <laughs> I was in class with some of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's it's cool. It's neat. But yeah, if you, I, I don't know. Now that we don't live there anymore, don't, we don't care don't at care. all. We at, don't really either. We don't really either. My my aunt, the one I told you, had the Burbot, Bourbon and Buckeyes podcast. Yeah. She's she's a big obviously a big UK fan. Sure. She graduated from there. I want to say she was a cheerleader for them in her freshman year. I think I can't remember, but yeah, she's a, she's a fanatic. Loves it. Have they gotten a lot of new listeners from? I don't know. I have hog bump. I haven't mentioned. I, I I have. I talked to her the other day and I forgot to ask, but I need to ask her. If if she's getting if she got like a just a sudden uptick and did you notice listens. three more listens per month? <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, was us. weird. We had like we usually have like twelve listeners. We had like fifteen. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> well, you look at that percentage wise. That's pretty good. That's a sure. big percentage. It's pretty Bob, good. Yeah. 